and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I'm Ray from the House of Zod. And we're back, as usual for the past things, a few episodes to do our penultimate episode on All-Star Superman, uh, where we'll be covering issues or episodes 9 and 10. But first, uh, news. So I don't know if we talked about this last time, because my perception of time is all messed up, but uh, all those Henry Cavill rumors and stuff, blah, 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 he pretty much came out and said, like, they're not real. And he was frustrated reading them, and he does, but he does want to play the character for years to come. So, so what was that? What was yeah. the? I know last. Oh, that he was in talks with DC and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Because brothers, I meant. Um, right, right, right. Yeah, okay. So I mean, like, we just there's always these rumors and stuff. It's like we we really just don't ever know anything. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because it's. I'm just trying to backtrack. Yeah. Um, so that last episode we did, we talked about I think the new gods, and I think we were talking maybe Henry Cavill was appearing in there, right? Oh, yeah, but that was, that was just like, yeah. Oh, beyond speculation. Yeah. I, I don't think that would ever actually happen. Uh, right. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, thanks, Henry. He cleared that up. It's pretty good. Also, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm glad. He could, he, it could be negotiation tactics, but whatever. You can listen to a million pop culture or clickbait podcasts to get your yeah. fill on that. Um, so, but uh, there is some news. You can pre-order the Grant Morrison omnibus off Amazon. Very good. And I believe, don't take my word on it, but I believe that uh, it won't actually charge you until a few days before it's supposed to ship. I placed a pre-order for mine today, mm-hmm. and I haven't been charged, and I looked it up, and apparently you don't get charged until uh, a few days before it ships. Okay. So I haven't been charged yet, um, and... Uh, may, may, that looks like that will be the case. Yes. So and so, uh, sorry, remind me and the listeners again, Connorell, when the intended uh, official release is for this. So yes, so the the Grant Morrison Superman Omnibus, which correct collects his action comics run, that is due on February the twenty third of next year. Well, that's a plenty of time then. So you could pre order. You might think it's plenty of time, but man, yeah. this year's going quick. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So you can you can pre order now. Uh, and then, even then, whenever it's released, it still takes a little bit of time for shipping. Um, but once that kind of starts moving, then that, then that's when you'll be charged. I guess that's what you're saying, Connor, which is a great deal, actually. And, and I think, yeah, a few days before shipping. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am because I haven't been charged. Well, yeah, you haven't and been charged. I, it would just be a good way to support the book, even if you pre-order and then yes. it ends up you can't afford it close to release date. You can just cancel it. But at least the book's still coming out because it got enough pre-orders, yep. you know. So. Oh, fantastic! Far out. That's great. Yeah, yeah. The, the, um, any news on the? Um, are there pre-orders for the the John Byrne hardcovers? Were they the, the smaller? Honestly, um, I haven't looked into that right uh, since the announcement. So, okay. but uh, there, that's right. They are releasing, I think. John Burns Superman run in a couple of uh, trades, trades yeah, cu- now yeah. I think maybe like four, oh, four trades, trades okay. which is better than nine which didn't even collect all the content mm. so you know that that's good news yeah um, yeah so good. well anyway yeah listeners if you as as Connor mentioned if you do shop on Amazon or if you have something similar, like a similar arrangement with your LCS, um, by all means, please see if you can pre-order this this omnibus. It's um, 
it's what I guess is uh, preferred for for the industry. The pre-orders determine apparently it determines some so. sort of metric. It, that seems to be the yeah, case of how popular things are. So if we do all pre-order and um, look to get it, then happy days for for Superman fans. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing, I uh, got my pull, and there's only one issue. I think one or yeah, I think it's just one issue since um, our last new comic coverage mm-hmm. that's actually come out. So maybe we'll do resume that in the future okay. since there's only like one issue. I uh, picked up Batman, Superman nine, yeah. uh, Action Comics, and Superman uh, and Green Lantern, but that's not you know. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that's all the news I had to think of. What about you? Oh, I was just about to ask you, Connor. Can I ask how do you how do you manage your your singles, your comic collection? Like, have you reached the oh, point? I just bag and board them. Yeah, but have you and put them in boxes? But space though, space. Have you reached the point where it's getting a bit of a crutch? Um, um, too much. It's starting to take up too much. But I'm just wondering how. You, what do you do? Do you sell them off or what's going on? No, I mean I I don't I don't like cook collected that many single issues mm-hmm. okay i i have two boxes okay one's full one's not oh okay and, no, so happy early days but, that's good you know like this whole bender's run of superman i haven't been a fan yeah so i might try to get rid of them once his run is over yeah and like sell it all off okay uh, but you if anyone even wants it because i imagine a lot of people will be selling a full bender's run when it's over so yeah. but you you essentially you essentially Focus, I guess, on Superman, Iron Fist, I'm imagining, and um, I know you don't. Oh yeah, you don't collect. Daredevil. Iron Fist ever gets any? Yeah, well, that's or... true. But yeah, do you, are you, do you collect the back issues? Are you hoping to get the collection or? Mm. No. No, I mean, I no. Okay, no, no, no that's good. Like, I, I have, I have issues that I, I have single issues that are some of my my favorite issues, mm. but I don't, you know, I don't generally try and collect a whole run in the term. In the format of single issues, I just get the trades. Yep. I know that's fair enough. I'm just, I'm just wondering because I do love, I do miss. I've stopped the floppies, the the singles myself, um, and yep. I do can I, I pretty much look at the trades and the collections and stuff. But I do miss the the, the singles. But space is an issue. That's an only thing. Um, so I wonder. Oh well, like well, I think the the trades and stuff take up way more space than the. Oh well, for they me do, anyway. but they can yep. be dis- You can display like they encapsulate a lot more issues, and you can display them on the shelves properly and stuff. That's true. So, uh, and yep. they're easier. I mean, if you have say a run of you know say All Star, for instance, what we're doing now. Uh, and you had to whip out the issues every, you know, to read it. It's a, it's far easier to read a, a collected bound edition, I'd, I'd say. So having to do that kind of starts to, to grate. Well, grate's on me, having to, like, whip out all the single issues and read it one after the other, then put it back in the sleeve, put it back in the box, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but okay, interesting. I'm thinking of selling off some of mine, that's all. Oh, okay. Mm. Right. Just for space, really. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. And maybe just focus on the the main the main titles I like because I I yeah collected a, a varied amount of titles over the years. Um, mm. yeah. Anyway, just as an aside. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no other news um, for Superman for, from my end. Actually, has that has that um, animated thing come out yet? Man of Tomorrow? No. 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 Not yet. I think it's August, maybe. Oh, very close. Well, it's coming out. It's looming. I think something else is something else is hitting in August as well. I just can't remember what it was. Um, right. 
but that definitely is August, I think. Okay. So, you know, it'll be fun when it comes out. Yeah. Unless it sucks, it won't be fun, but, you know, um, I guess we'll see. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... Do we want to... Yeah. Let's... Uh, fly back to Metropolis? Yeah, for sure. Let, let's um, let's go on that little doohickey that we made in Bizarro World. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Let's fly off. All right. Up, 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 and away. And away. Hi, I'm one of the high priests of Conchu Ray, and I have the sacred privilege of providing you, the loony listener, with a podcast honouring Marvel's very own Moon Knight. So join me and a host of others at Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or support the show by becoming a Patreon member. Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. It's time to get your Conchu on. Also, Superman, episode 9, Curse of the Replacement Superman. Superman returns to Earth from his trip to Bizarro World. He's startled to find Metropolis has transformed its structures to look like Krypton's architecture. Returning to the Daily Planet as Clark Kent, he learns that he has been gone for nearly two months and two new Kryptonians have arrived on Earth, Barrel and Lilo. They are transforming the world to look more like Krypton and view Earthlings as weaklings. Superman is disappointed they don't share his ideals and they couldn't replace him as Earth's protectors with that attitude. Superman finds out they have set up home in his fortress of solitude and have changed the interior, ridding the place of many of the memories he stored there. They are both offended he keeps the city of Candle shrunken and that he is unable to restore them. Barrel turns on Superman as he views him as weak and not upholding Kryptonian values. They throw him into the moon, breaking it in half. Barrel and Lilo are not concerned and quickly patch the moon by stapling the crack together with bridges they grab from Earth. Lilo suddenly becomes very ill and loses her ability to fly. Shortly after, Barrel feels weak too. Superman takes them back to be examined and analyzes that they both have kryptonite poisoning from flying through space. Superman agrees to save their lives, but can only do so by sending them to the Phantom Zone. Both Kryptonians are grateful and shocked that Superman would go through so much to save them, even though they were so unforgiving to him. Yeah, that was um, episode yep. nine. It's uh, Yes, Curse of the Replacement Superman. Um, yeah. So, the continuation to Grant Morrison's Crazy Adventure. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, this one... Co- um, sorry, I just want to say yeah. that the writer's Grant Morrison, mm-hmm. the penciler's Frank Quietly, and the inker and colorist is Jamie Grant, and the letterer is Travis Lanham. Yes. Yes. Um, and uh, the, the cover's quite good again. Very... Um, 
consistent with Frank Quietly, I believe. Uh, uh, kind of comical, in that sense, with Superman yeah. looking a little befuddled. Um, yeah, because it looks like he's... Well, yeah, he's just being punched in the face. Mm. Um, again, I don't get why some of their clothes are so wrinkly. <laughs> yeah. Um... He was genuinely confused, but other than that, I like the cover. And I think uh, a bit of a hint maybe in the cover because Barrel looks quite pale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, and with the, the background, because uh, as I said, I was reading Morrison's interview along and the, the background mm-hmm. of the thing kind of like, I don't know, just seems like a bit, uh, like it's like the colour scheme of a hospital. Right, yes. And it's purely just matte. Yeah. Matte kind of, yeah. um, what do you call it? Just kind of a bluey, grey green, I think. Yeah, it's like a sickly yeah. sort of... Oh, that's uh, um, very interesting. Uh, I did. I wouldn't have picked that up. Uh, I, I didn't pick it up either um, until I read the thing, and I thought, yep. you know, maybe since Frank and Morrison were obviously so close on the project, maybe it's deliberate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't put it I mean, they, they wouldn't just yeah. choose a colour randomly. No, um, no, no. Uh, no, I'd be more inclined to think that they did kind of discuss it. And I mean, these are little things yeah. that I guess we aren't necessarily meant to really pick up. I mean, they're so quite subtle. But they implant, you know. But they do, yeah. Subconsciously. Yeah, yeah they do. Uh, um, and then when it is, you know, spoken and written about that this is what's done, it all makes sense. And it's like, oh, okay. It's, it's a very little subtle nod. Uh, but you're right. Yeah. A bit of a subconscious kind of... Um, influencing yeah 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 so this was i thought this was really cool in the fact that uh it's a direct i mean it directly links to the previous issues uh in the first page at least so we we, we get superman hurtling yeah. back into metropolis uh, into earth uh yeah no crashes outside a circus yeah yeah uh and thankfully enough though it's kind of not really dwelt upon how how arduous the 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 travel might have been. I mean, there, there was a little bit of a thing. I mean, that's the reason why Zibaro couldn't join Superman because it would be a rather painful, rather uh, extraneous, yeah, yeah, journey. Zibaro has no powers, so oh, he doesn't have any powers, does he? I don't think so. Okay, uh, but it was going to be a strain even for Superman. I think he admitted that himself. Um, yeah, but it's it's fine. It looks like he, he comes out quite well. Uh, but yeah, this is a, a nice little opening. Um, yeah, yeah, and we get straight into it, like with the the kryptonite looking yeah, pretty metropolis. Much. It goes yeah. goes straight into it. Mm. Um, and he flies to Metropolis, and yeah, as you said, it's all uh, being Kryptonian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like there's these kind of weird crystals on everything, um, you know, and I love. I love how Clark comes back and Perry is like, yeah, we have a memorial service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we get the, the nod that it has been the time frame. It's been two months. So he has been away for quite a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he comes back and I love his explanation. He's like, he got trapped in his bathroom with three unopened <laughs> Thanksgiving baskets and the complete works of Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> And Superman heard his calls help, and there he is. And he, you know, Lois is just like, Superman's alive? I knew yeah. it. Like, not even acknowledging Clark. Yep. And I'm sorry, but, like, you know, Lois is a... Cover your ears, because Lois is a bitch. <laughs> like, I mean, she she really bugged me. Yeah. 
she's really bugging me, and not just like this issue. She's just so. I know Clark is two people, and Clark kind of has it coming because he is lying to her. But yeah. like the fact that she just treats Clark with such. She does, I don't know nothing. Doesn't seem like to care. doesn't even seem to care that much. Yeah. And it's not. But like that being said, it's not an inaccurate betrayal. Mm. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's just one, it's one of the qualities of Lois I don't like. Right. Um, and uh, you know, but yeah, she's just yeah. <laughs> I, I guess it, it really does um, also stand out a bit more, like Lois's attitude, because well. For me, at least, in this instance, uh, Clark really does shine in this issue again. It's, it's quite, he's quite yeah. affable in it. And again, drawn really well by, uh, Frank Quietly. Just his gestures. You can, you can just tell his, his body language, uh, yeah. and how he moves, um, which is a testament, I guess, of course, to Kal-El, um, and his dual identities. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so. And then we get the we get a really nice double page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, which I'm not sure if you got this in your digital thing because you didn't get a double page last um, time. I got I got it, so I've got to actually turn the screen horizontal. Yeah, yeah. so it's connected right. together. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's really good looking. Um, there's a volcano. That's beautiful. Going crazy, and you have this village sort of running away from it. But the, we have our two new Kryptonians. Yeah. And again, just the the detail of it that really sells it for me. That opening shot of the volcano and the village, um, yeah, because that really just is really impressionable. Uh, but as you say, it later goes on to those two new Kryptonians. What do you think of their um, their costumes? I think it. I like it. I think they're pretty cool. He's, um, yeah, he's kind of combined like the real colourful, um, and I guess touched upon this a bit later, but he's combined like the real colourful aspect of the pre-crisis Krypton with the kind of their whole bodies, except for their face is covered of like the John Byrne uh, yeah. Krypton. Yeah. And they don't like, you know, cause later on he says, you know, get your naked hands off it. Like they don't touch each other yeah. with bare hands. Mm-hmm. So I think he's just kind of combined those two sort of things, which I like, Okay, um, you know? Yeah, no, it is. It is pretty funny. I like the, um, in, in an amusing way, uh, the headwear, Basically, the headdress, uh, oh, the yeah. little antenna at the top, and uh, they came to. They seem to be sticking out the back as well, almost like a mohawk. But on front view, it just looks like they're. I don't know. It reminds me a little bit of Teletubbies, but it's um. <laughs> uh, wow, can't unsee. Oh. Yeah, but they're pretty. They're cool. I, I think it's a it's a a cool costume. Uh, costumes, both of them, very similar. Yeah, I mean it. It, it does have. It, it definitely does have that, like uh, you know, fifties mm, look. Yes, yeah, but it has has the little burn influence there. But um, and the um the the detailing you see it more in the uh, we see it later on, but you see it in the cover as well. Uh, the the gloves, like the hands for Barrel, uh, how everything's there's a little bit of detailing there with it. It kind of follows the line of his fingers and uh, oh yeah, look, I see. They're, they're pretty cool, I think, and and they seem to have yeah. this thing that I'm not sure what the functional. Well, the other functionality is of these um, these antennae, and they kind of looks like wires or s- some sort of conduits around their heads, plugging into their their suits. Um, but it just yeah. looks pretty cool. Yeah, no, it does. Um, you know, and I really, I really like the panel of them in the lava. Oh yeah, looking at each other. Yeah, yeah, because it's like you know, there's lava means nothing mm. to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, that's it, and they're talking about he's he's commenting about Leela's eyes there. Like they, the lava really does mean nothing to them. It's it's just like it's an yeah. offset offside thing that they really don't really care about. Um, and one of the things um, I like, you know, about all these, we talked about it with all these other characters, the Morrison, like Samson and Atlas, and the the subterranean dinosaurs, is that he's kind of like he's come up with his own backstory. Yeah for all these characters but he doesn't put it in the book but it's there and you know obviously that way the characters are more believable when he writes them if their history is already sort of planned out so like these two are like you know they were like daredevil maverick astronauts like they were krypton's first astronauts and you know and they were off world uh, i'm imagining then when the whole thing yeah and they they've been traveling through space since krypton blew up and they've just reached earth um and you know he kind of says that he reckoned like they had a bunch of you know adventures and there's like a love story there and stuff Hmm. um but uh what are you what are your what are your thoughts then on their impressions of of humans because um i'm assuming kryptonians all aren't that derisive of humans right i mean they're not i mean they don't even know that they have these in the next issue sorry you know some kandorians are a bit yeah you know but like yeah. yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't think that they were all kind of looking down on on human beings. I mean, because also as well, wasn't it? Not so much a guarded secret, but it. To me, I thought it wasn't that well known. The effects of what Earth's sun would have on Kryptonians, or am I wrong? Do all Kryptonians know that the yellow sun will give them massive powers? I think all Kryptonians are probably smart enough to figure out. Okay. Um, the effects of like a lower gravity environment or like a, a yellow sun as opposed to red sun. That's just, I don't know. That's just what I think. Oh, okay. Um, oh yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was something that jor had discovered. Like, you know, that's why he, he was, that was my impression when he sent Cla- um, Kal-El out to that world. I guess he found out that they would, that would give him, that would make him quite superior over there. But I, I thought that was more of a, I don't know, um, an academic well, in thing. In this universe, we don't, yeah. We don't see Jorel send Clark off mm. really in detail. Um, I mean, I guess we see it if you count action comics as like a kind of uh, the same character, but even then, there's like continuity differences in action comics, mm. so you can't really say for sure. Okay. If that, if him getting sent off Krypton and that was the same as it would have been in this, like, so um, I guess don't really know any specifics, but like, I mean, I, I watched Motion the the Reeves Superman movies again recently and I watched Superman 2 and like mm-hmm. you know Zod and that figured out that the Yellow Sun gave them powers pretty quickly so yeah but w- sure yeah, once, yeah once they came onto Earth right yeah but yeah. But, but like they seem to oh okay I, I, I'm just thinking that okay so I, I put maybe the cart before the horse I thought that they had this impression of human human beings on Earth before they they came there um, and then they figured out. Oh, then they figured. Oh, we got you know we've got these powers. But it could have easily no, been. No, I think that was after. Yeah, it could have easily been. They come onto. It, they've discovered Earth or whatever. They found they've got these powers, and then that kind of forms their their opinion of humans. Well, right. and there's also the fact that Kryptonian civilization is just a lot more advanced than Earth, like right, by yeah, you know yeah, yeah, hundreds yeah. of thousands of years. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. So, like, they would the their Earth would seem primitive mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. Okay, and that makes um, sense because then Kal El he was born and bred on Earth, so he he knew no better. 
really. It's not like he. Yeah, it's um, not like he entered Earth as a fully human, uh, a, fu- a full adult, and and seen how backwards we are, say, compared to them. Yeah, and even then, yeah. not all because, like, obviously the Kryptonians and Candor, you know, they're more. They're generally probably more good natured yeah. than these guys. Yeah, right. Uh, you know. Okay. Yeah, because these guys um, weren't evil. I don't. I wouldn't consider consider them evil. No, they're not. not they're not like General Zod level. Or no, anything. but they they have an opinion, and they want to actually they actually want to make make the best of of the situation and and improve, I guess, the world, their world. Well, they actually think like we're kind of ants. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you it, know, and and they're, they're just, doing basically what we, it's more disconnected than active like hatred. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and they're, they're just doing what we we would kind of do, like you know, to if we enter yeah. a new environment, we want to make it the environment suit us rather than adapt to the environment hey that's never happened in human history <laughs> what are you talking about yeah. but yeah no, okay um yeah yeah that's a good analogy of just well, seeing us as like insects and they're just you know whatever we don't i was i was thinking of uh the empires of old actually you know mm. like the spanish um and like the the british conquering everything is kind of like the mindset mm-hmm. um of these guys just reminded me of like they just believe themselves to be superior and want to settle yep. on top of someone else and like make them you know yep. uh, do their ways yeah exactly stuff yeah uh, so um yeah oh yeah and they're supposed to be like Scottish because Boris is like these these are like kind of brutish soldier Kryptonians or whatever and for some reason like I think Barrel's named after some Scottish prison okay that's so cool um, though, because now I can I can hear their Scottish accents. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Why why wouldn't like different parts of Krypton have different Absolutely. accents? You know, like here. Absolutely. So well, um, we have different accents. Yeah, from, being from Krypton and all, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's the Australia of Krypton? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I wonder if it's down under there as well. Uh, in the future, oh uh, yeah, and in, in the future, we do we do get some Australia in this actually this issue? No, not no, not this issue. The next, the issue. next issue, yeah, um, yeah, 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 which is always nice. Um, but uh, yeah, they they I like they dig all these tunnels under this volcano to make it collapse. Mm. Um, so you know they're not, they're not letting it run amok and kill people; no. they're you know fixing it. They're just yeah controlling uh, the situation. Yeah, um, and they're, they're thinking, oh, we could build new Krypton on here, and then she's like, oh, let's just do it on Metropolis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, so Superman's like, hey guys, yes, <laughs> I love I love their faces, like the expressions on the face. But I mean, we'll get that page when you say Superman arrives. Actually, just going back also as well, like this is what I've noticed. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, this is what I noticed with Frank Quatley. So I'm looking at the, the page, the panel, which says, huh, whatever you think, you know, just after you said, let's put it on Metropolis. I love this thing. I've seen it. It's what Quietly does a few times. He really works in the minuscule. Um, and mm. in that bit, you get, you get the scale of, I guess, the land compared to Barrel and, and Lilo, how, how small they are. But then you also get Superman in the sky, and he's like a speck. But you see him coming towards uh, You see him coming oh, towards yeah. him. Uh, didn't notice yeah and i just find that uh, i don't know a, a trait of frank quietly over the course of this all-star superman um he does really do the the small like as well and it's really cool yeah 
Um, no, you're right. I didn't didn't notice it. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, I love how Quark's like, "Hey guys," and they're yeah. just like, "Did you hear something?" Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, wind. That, is, <laughs> <laughs> that you straight off the bat. This is the first interaction, and you know that okay, these guys are gonna. They don't like. Yeah, him. they're gonna cause some <laughs> trouble for him. Yeah, and you know, I love how you know I love Clark's enthusiasm. He's like, "Wow, you guys are mm. living history." Yeah, astronauts. Yeah, you know, the yeah. first the first ever astronauts from the planet Krypton. Mm. Um, drifted lost in space for decades. Yeah, I, so they've aged. But, yeah. I'm from Krypton too. It's kind of like a very fanboy thing to say. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. He, I mean, he only knows um, the bottled city mm. and him. Well, it must be a bit. You know, have... Yeah, it must be amazing to him to see some other Kryptonians alive. Supergirl has never been referenced in this whole thing. Oh. And she's not... I know Action Comics is part of the New 52, where Supergirl definitely does exist, but it's also part of this and the other comics this is connected to, mm. and Supergirl's not in that either. So, mm. you know, maybe maybe Supergirl doesn't exist in this. But I feel like she, I feel like she would. It's just yeah. weird that there's no reference to her. Because, um, the... Anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah. They don't like him because they read about him, I suppose. Uh, yes, they've definitely heard about him. Oh no, for um, sure. They know his, yeah, yeah, and and they know about his family. Um, you know the the L's House of L's. Um, yeah, they're, they're ticked off because he hasn't essentially made Earth into Krypton. He's just let all these humans, you know, mm. do their own thing. Yeah, it would be for for people that do try to, I guess, um, um, what is what's the word not. Um, just change the environment and, you know, um, bring the civilization back in there. I guess it would be frustrating that they've got someone here and he's just, you know, rolling with with you know, the masses. Yeah. It's not much... Um, and, and not much for the glory of, of Krypton. You know what I mean? He's not really not, doing anything for the planet. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not, they're not a fan of Jor-El either. Yeah. Yeah, well, that a young and ineffectual dreamer is what they call yeah, him. It doesn't doesn't help. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, and uh, you could have built a new Krypton in this squalor. I believe that's almost word for word something that Zod's, Zod says in Man of Steel. Oh, right. Uh, I think he says, I could have built a new Krypton in this squalor. Oh, no, he says we. Okay. And then he you know, proceeds to attack Superman. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's cool. Um, yeah. Because there's a few lines from All Star that make it into that oh, movie. Okay, right. Almost word for word. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, and then I, I like the sign from Superman. What right do I have to impose my values on anyone? Yes, of course. Uh, he comes from a, a lot more of an empathetic point of view um, for for humans. Plus, he's been on Earth a lot longer. Yeah. You know, he's probably tried to at some point, and it probably hasn't gone well. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing, anyway. Um, well, I, I guess from what his his comment there, it's more so of um, of his value, my values. His is directly translating it to, I think, their values, right? So, um, yeah, and the fact that he's lived and grown up with with Earthlings um, would mean that he he wouldn't have those. Like he wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Why, why would he? Why would he do it? Because he knows them. He. It's like imposing something upon people that you love, 
you know that that's potentially quite detrimental to them. So why would why would he do it? So he definitely yes, has a yeah, good point. He has no reason to. Mm, exactly. Um, they yeah, they he's have got his igloo yeah, sorry. for his Krypton needs. Yeah, I want an igloo. Yeah. So bad. But I go on. Oh no! I was just, um, yeah, I was just about to go on to uh, a, a query about the the Fortress of Solitude. Uh, sure. With a query away. Well, because they seem to have opened, they lifted that key, right? And I know Superman's always yeah. had that big key, but didn't he actually make it extra, extra, extra heavy since he became really amped up with power? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Did he do that? Uh, didn't he like he 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 made it into a small? Wasn't it usually a really big key? And didn't he? Yeah, did, yeah, yeah. It was a big key that he changed it. He changed it into a really small one, and it it's. I thought he made it heavier, but maybe I got that wrong. Um, he did, but it doesn't actually say he made it after he got buffed up. Uh, he just says it's a new key. Okay. Because, yeah, I mean, they lifted up with ease, so... Um, yeah. Which is, you know, I've got no qualms with, because I know we're meant to think that, you know, these are Kryptonians, they're just on his level, uh, which actually yeah. begs to differ as well. The, um, isn't Superman on a higher level to them now? Well, they, they mention later yep. uh that he is weakened around them oh yeah they did they did didn't they yes because of yeah. the yeah of course yep yep yeah um and that poor robot <laughs> i know just doing his job but they just they just yeah it's just it's just petty cruelness yeah. like they just they put the key on this robot's arm and the robot's arm obviously falls off because it's freaking and it's stuck <laughs> too heavy it's stuck there now <laughs> pinned under the the key and the ground yeah um, and he's like, hey, you occupied my fortress. <laughs> it's like, man, this is mine. Yeah. Yeah, and they did. They Quick work, you know, the statues, yeah, the no, statues they, are they, gone. <laughs> so, yeah, they they took down the statues of Jor-El and Lara and put it up of themselves. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah but like, I, I think it's interesting how they say, we celebrate the life of Krypton, not her death. Mm. This place reeks of morbidi- morbidity and obsession. And do you know what? They are right. Yes, I was uh, thinking exactly the same thing. I was thinking they have actually, you know, that yeah, exactly. They're not wrong at all. Um, and at, I remember there was yeah. one story I read where he has like a big projector in there, which just shows him Krypton blowing up over and over. And it's like, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so funny, isn't it? Because it's all, all to do with people's um, perspectives because – the way yeah. that it's told usually and, and the way that we see it through Superman's eyes is that it's a, um, you know, it's a tragic thing and it's something that uh, kind of binds him and, and makes him not forget, you know, the, the yeah, importance Yeah, he's, he's trying to, you know, he wants to remember the, the lost yeah. civilization and the tragedy that happened. Exactly. Um, but on the, other, on the other foot, these guys are looking at going, and they're totally right, that <laughs> this is a little, you know... Just, just uh, a fascination with the death, with death, and, and you know, yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it, you can't fault them for what they're saying. Yeah, and like from their perspectives, or because they don't know, like you know, yeah. it's natural for Superman to have a statue of his parents because yeah. he'd want something to remember them by because he doesn't really have many, if any, memories of them. Yeah. You know, well, so it would be natural. Yeah. I mean, this pretty much, and I'm going to use their words, this pretty much reeks <laughs> um, for, <laughs> for Bar-El and Lilo that these are two figures that are really just like interlopers, that they've got no knowledge of of the yeah. planet and they've got no knowledge of hi- of the history 
and the and the events that have led up to this. So they've come in at a point, and that that is why they've got no attachment, no emotional attachment, no no any attachment to the place, and they can be yeah. they can come across as quite brutal uh, in that sense. Mm. But they aren't evil. They they're just very pragmatic, if anything. Yeah, they're just you know. Mm. It was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like I, I can kind of, I can understand their horror, like of the bottled city of Candle. They're yes. like, this is perverse. Exactly. You're keeping a city full of our people in this bottle, and because they don't know that Brainiac no. shrank them, which Superman no. goes, "Hey, Brainiac put them there," and they're like, "Who's Brainiac?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So exactly, this this is another example of them not knowing the context of everything and coming in. But to any stranger's eyes, it could seem quite weird. That Superman's yeah. got this whole city like bottled up. It's like, what are you, some perverse collector or something? But for all they know, Superman sits in his igloo just pleasuring himself all day. Like <laughs> <laughs> they don't know, he could be some weirdo like to them. Yeah, but... exactly, exactly. So, um, so it's an interesting dynamic. Um, they're they're not evil, but they're really giving us a a different perspective on every just... everything that we know about Superman. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a nice change of pace, because usually when you get new Kryptonians, they're either Supergirl or they're, like, super evil. Mm. You know, Zod, Zod hasn't... Zod's gotten some depth, obviously, in, like, the past yep. ten years, yeah. um, which is good, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, to have these kind of... This is... You know, originally, because initially you're like, oh, why didn't Morrison just use Zod? And it's like, oh, well, Zod wouldn't work, because these no. aren't the same type of characters. This is a kind of different... Uh, you know, yes. non. Uh, this this isn't some epic that's going to end in a huge battle. No, yeah, or anything. Right. You know, so um, it's it's nice. It's refreshing. Are you? Um, I can't remember the, the final two episodes of All Star as well. But did you feel like you missed Zod being not being in in the this whole series? No, no, okay. Because he's quite. Sorry. I mean, no, no, no. I'm your, not. I, I wasn't. I wasn't baiting. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't baiting for for that or anything. No, it was a sin- genuine uh, question. Um, just because, like, you know, we've seen Lex. We've seen, you know, we've seen the big guns. Um, I guess, and he's a pretty are... big component, isn't he, of of Superman lore? But again, as you say, we haven't seen Supergirl, like, so honestly, yeah. not as much as people think. Okay, you know, like he had um, a decent present pre-crisis he broke out a couple of times mm-hmm. um he was in the world of krypton mini and then he uh came back in the john byrne run mm-hmm. a pre-crisis version of him yeah. though like it's just he hasn't in recent years he's been in a lot of stories but like he really hasn't been in as many stories as people think okay. like brainiac and lex luther have been in way more stories yeah, right. um what, what made zod really big was obviously Superman too. Mm-hmm. Um, even then, I don't think that they used him heaps after that. So, okay. like, I don't. Zod, Zod's like a classic Superman villain. Yeah, you know, it's a reflection of Superman. But I think Zod would be redundant in a story uh, with these two in it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, and the other thing yeah. is, because um, the main villain we get in this is uh, Lex. Lex. Yeah. You know, and because uh, Morrison didn't use Brainiac because he said he did Brainiac in his, uh, uh, like, uh, in his uh, Earth 2 mm-hmm. stories or something. Yeah. 
and I think that was in his Justice League run. I could be wrong. I haven't read it. So he said he's already done Brainiac, so that's why he didn't use him in here. Um, And it's kind of like why in action comics, Lex is in it, a young Lex, but Lex isn't, like, the main villain in that because he explored Lex in this. Mm -hmm. So, okay, you know. Um, yeah, but short answer, no, I didn't feel yeah. that. Time. I mean, I guess there are plenty of characters as well uh, that that are missing, so um, that makes... Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, the two villains we see are Bizarro and Lex, and I think that's it. Oh, and Parasite. Parasite. Me- Mechana Man? Mechana? Is he a thing? Is he real? Oh, he's new. Oh, is, oh okay. okay. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, like, because remember, this is... This is like the end of Superman. He's already conquered most of his villains. Mm. Like he's already resolved most of that stuff. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um, Zod's probably in the Phantom Zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm having a look at that little bubble there. Can't see him. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty angry. Um. But yeah. But but what is that? Is that a TV into the Phantom Zone that Superman has that they're looking at? That's like the that's the projector. Oh, the proje- oh so, yeah, okay. I think so, I'll... like, that, that's... Okay. Yeah, you, you would have I've seen I've come across before. this projector thing before, but I've, I've forgotten. I've, yeah, okay. Pretty sure it was in um that that other... That action comics, Grant Morrison one. Yes, that so, was the, the Phantom King one. The Phantom King, yeah. yeah. It wasn't, wasn't another, my favourite, but anyway, yeah. Another new Kryptonian, uh, that Morrison. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, yes, um, so the bottle, you know, they're, they're, I mean, they're just seething, really. Like. Well, yeah, they're upset at, uh, they've even got something to say about the Phantom Zone. Like, it's, um, that they've got more, they've got more, I don't know how it comes to it, they've got more natural nobility than, than the human apes. I, I don't know how Barrel came to that conclusion. Um, but anyway. Oh, it just doesn't. He just thinks Kryptonians are better than humans, period. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone in the Phantom Zone is is a hodgepodge, right? They're not only Kryptonians, are they? Or are they? No, they're not. No, sometimes they're only Kryptonians. Really? Sometimes they're not. Okay, I thought it was like the... I thought it was just like a... A, dimen- where they a dimension where the, they yeah, chuck all the criminals, like all the... Uh, I think sometimes it's just Kryptonians. Uh, okay, okay. I would like have to. Okay, well that makes sense then with what Barrel is saying. But I thought like, oh, saying how do you know? Well, how do you know all these criminals in there? But anyway, um, the the point is that they're very kind of ashamed of Superman. I think in this in this little visit to the Fortress of Solitude. Oh well, um, that yeah, definitely, and yeah, just disappointed. Yeah. Um, and it uh, and then it and then it kind of escalates to violence. <laughs> and, uh, I love this thing, you know, albeit on Superman, how he gets kind of totally railroaded by Barrel just heat visioning his face. Um, yeah, and you, just the posture, and you can you can see the utter surprise of Superman. Uh, it do, oh, yeah. it doesn't hurt him, I guess, but the next panel does. <laughs> So, well, definitely takes him off guard. He's got that yeah. heat vision of the face, like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Barrel has a go at him, and uh, yeah, and he really goes to town with the the fists and the knees, and then and Leela gets into it. They they whisk him away. 
Oh yeah, they start kicking the crap out of him. Um, and a soft wee scientist. Yeah, Scottish accent. There you go. That's that's a Scottish. Um, and then they do one of the most yeah. impressive things, as mentioned in the synopsis. This was amazing when I saw this. Just like, <laughs> like God, how the hell? Uh, and really beautifully done by Frank Quietly. So uh, four silent panels. They literally just take Superman to orbit. They throw him against the moon and crack the moon. And then I pick him off and throw, hurl yeah. him back into into Earth. Uh, all just four four panels, but I love how when Superman, you know, flies or gets thrown into the moon, you get that cloud, but it's sideways. Oh, the mushroom yeah, cloud, yeah, sideways, yeah, um, yeah, really cool. But yeah, he can take a yeah, beating. He's messed up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Just ask Doomsday. Oh. Yeah. He, cr- he hit the moon so hard, he cracked the moon in half. The moon. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Um, so this is another one of things where... I, in the words of Superman, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is one of the things where... It, it, surely it is Grant Morrison, isn't isn't it, who largely gives Superman... He really amps him up, power-wise. I mean, you told me in the Golden Age, he's really... Is it Golden Age? He's really powered up. Uh, Silver Age, he's really powered up. But Morrison really plays on that. He really riffs on that here. Like even when those early issues, you have Superman doing that strength test with one arm, and Quintum's yeah. going, "This is the equivalent to like one trillion pounds, uh, sorry, tons or something." Quintillion. That's tons. crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, um, I mean, there, there's still like, I mean, Silver Age powers was consistent though, because at one point. Superboy was just chaining a bunch of planets yeah. together and taking them through space Crazy. like no one's business. <laughs> oh, um, and, you know, actually, just as an aside as well, um, if ever you, 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 in general, the listeners are wondering who uh, Superman or Thor, um, I did read a, a Thor comic, um, not that, you know, a couple, a few days ago, set in the 80s, um, Thor has to prop up a, um, like, a, I don't know how many stories, it's a full-on high-rise skyscraper he props he yeah. props that up but he he struggles like he he gets it and right. it's like my my i can feel my muscles about to give way but he does it just for the amount of time that he needs to but that would be like a drop in the ocean to what superman can do if you look at him you know pushing yeah. quintillion tons of stuff um oh yeah i think i think all star superman went before with a lot of people yeah um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think I think it all comes down to which versions of the characters. Though yeah. I guess the the only real Superman v Thor thing we had was when the JLA crossover with the Avengers, and then yeah. uh, saw the Superman thoroughly embarrassed Thor yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by throwing his own hammer at him. Um, yeah, um, but, uh, uh, actually, at the end of the day, look, I don't want to dwell on too much, but it's really just down to the writer. You can have a writer come in one day and have, you know. Oh, totally. Thor. Well, I saw this thing just just recently, just before we jumped on onto the mics. Uh, he Man um, beating Superman, um, right? Uh, yeah, and then that's in canon. So I mean, well, in canon in comics, not not in whatever continuity or I don't know what context it was. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it comes down to whoever whoever pens it, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's fun, you know, but it, it's just it can be a bit of fun. It's just fun. I mean, yeah. for me, it's like. For me, I don't really like. I don't know. I don't really have a pick of who would win between the two. Yeah, yeah. You know the, the magic thing, but like, you know, it, it's. I think a good if you want a comparison, you'd look at the times Superman's fought uh, Shazam. Yeah, I think would be like the logical comparison because yeah. you know same sort of ballpark. But 
Anyway, that was just an aside. It, I thought it was just because of these very impressive str- yeah. feats of strength here. Um, very Morrison slash. One of the things that Sorry? makes me laugh at all those versus things, yeah. just on an aside, it's like they forget the storytelling aspect. Like mm. a lot of the characters that are pitted against each other have a habit of overcoming like bad odds against them. Yep. You know? It's like, oh, well, just because statistically X is stronger than Y, right. it doesn't mean. You know, no, no, absolutely. There's so many factors that go into it. Uh, it. It is, as you say, it is a little bit of fun. That's all it is. Um, yeah. Uh, some people. Some people get so really serious. serious <laughs> <about> <laughs> they get really serious, and uh, sometimes you just have to step away from the discussion to go. Okay, you can just have your thoughts. Then <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm alluding to some just like Facebook groups and stuff, but uh, it is fun. But as you say, there's so many factors. It's it's not just as easy as X is is greater than Y, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But, uh, but anyway, having said that, I just wanted to compare Thor and Superman from the two that I've seen. Um, yeah. Um, Thor definitely yeah. not in that echelon as Superman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but they, they fix the moon by grabbing all of the world's, like, most famous bridges. That's That's, it. that's even um, funnier. Um, it was a Sydney Harbour Bridge that, I'm, right I'm there. hoping it is. I mean, because there are a few of those kind of similar-looking bridges around the world, but I'm that's assuming true. it's an Australian yeah. one. Um, but it's almost like a staple gun. It's a, it's hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, laws of physics and stuff, I don't think that would be <laughs> enough, but it's just a nice, um, you know... A nice. Uh... I guess it works. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's funny in the in the movie adaptation, yep. uh, Superman's like you've broken the moon, and then it never gets fixed. Like they never bring it up again. Oh, okay. so just it just dangling <laughs> so, like, there. If you watch yeah. it, yeah, if you watch it, and you don't remember the comic. You're just like, um, yeah, but what about the moon? Is that just broken? <laughs> yeah, now? Is that going to cause any problems for us? Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, but yeah, but this I, was one of the one of the highlights for this issue for me. Oh, I mean, there were a few, but just the, the fact that Superman cracked the moon, or shall I say, Barrel and Lilo cracked the moon, and um, yeah, and then they put it together again with the bridges was just a touch of brilliance. <laughs> and then you see yeah. it just like yeah, like stitches as it's in the sky. Yeah, I love yeah how it's in the background in the sky, yeah. and you can just sort of see the. Yeah. Um, you know, meanwhile in Kryptonopolis, yeah. <laughs> the new Kryptonopolis, I suppose, because yeah. that was an actual city. But uh, yeah, Jimmy Olsen is oh. finally caved into Kryptonian fashion. Yeah, I love this because this does tie in with, I guess, the Jimmy Olsen issue because we see a bit, bit more of Jimmy here. I mean, he's popped in in and out every now and again, but he's brought his fashion with him. Uh, and uh, who is that woman again? Is it Amy? Cat Grant. Who? Sorry. Cat Grant. Cat Grant, sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was the one that he was interested in, right, in, in his issue? That they were, they were going to go out and he he got dressed. Was that was that her? Is, is, are they an item Oh, at no, all? no, no. That, that's not... No, that was Lucy Lane. Oh, okay, okay. Lois Lane's sister, oh, but okay. she doesn't work at Daily Planet. Oh. They're just both blonde. Uh, um, okay. All blondes look the same to you, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> um... Also, uh, anyway, that's the side. I was say, is Lois's sister? Is she blonde? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is what I was alluding to earlier. Clark Kent's his postures. I love the one where he's next to the water cooler and he's trying to keep the blood from from <laughs> bleeding out of his nose. So he's he's just looking up. It just looks so. Which probably add to his disguise because yeah. Superman doesn't. Bleed no, exactly. Often, so it just looks so dorky. Um, but it's it's so oh, yeah. funny. 
and then and then uh, Lombard. So this his whole sequence is really really fun for me. It really kind of broke things up a bit, and it was good to see these um these characters of the Daily Planet just kind of mix it together. Yeah, yeah, just interact with another bit of fun. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, bloody uh, Steve Lombard. You know, this place has been a comedy graveyard without you, and it's just <laughs> so mean. But then his uh, toupee's on fire. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. And uh, what I find hilarious as well is uh, what is it? Um, the um, the Superman or Barrel and Lilo come in, and Steve just assumes that they're talking about him about them about you know superman come out yeah. because oh you know you got the wrong guy you know i may have the moves <laughs> it's like, <that's... laughs> yeah just the ego is that huge yeah. she's like oh these guys have obviously mistaken me for superman. yeah that is so funny. but um i also love the fact that they just they just rock up yeah <laughs> you know it's like oh that's superman just pretending to be a human like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can I actually again point out here, Connor, a common thread again in the da- there must be no furnishings in the Daily bu- uh, Daily Planet. Yeah, it's how can <laughs> it's literally just a water cooler <sighs> and brown space. How can Frank um, quietly draw such a luscious village with I a think volcano? He's traumatized by an office at some yeah, point in his I youth. think so because even even there's that perspective of them looking in on them of Barrel and Lilo. And you can see how bare it is. Frank quietly makes no attempt to actually furnish that that space that they're in. It's a, I guess. I mean, part of me thinks. Part of me starting to think is like, damn, does there even like? Is there even? Is it even like worth putting anything in? Because it's just not relevant. <laughs> you know? I don't even know. Like, yeah, I mean, it's as relevant as any other backdrop. I'd, I'd say, but yeah, true. But I mean, I guess because all his focus is just on the characters. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't seem to care about office spaces. But um, but he actually, he does lay good attention to, say, the city streets and stuff. So he does prioritise, it does seem, and, and like landscapes and, and the stuff like the volcano and stuff like that. Even yeah. the perspective looking down when they dig, dig the tunnels, there's a lot of detail there. But yeah, you're right. It must be just offices that he just said, he's made a decision to go, nah, um, I wonder if there's a story behind it, where, where there's no, with the Daily Planet characters, I just want just the characters in there. Um, but yeah. 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 I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he was conscious he put nothing in the, um, yeah. Oh, it must have. You know, it's not, pretty obvious. I'm not sure why. Yeah. It, it bugged me initially, but I don't really care now. Cause, I guess because I'm used to it. Yeah. It, look, it doesn't, now. it doesn't really bug me as well, but it's just that I tend to, just because we've identified it previously, I, I tend to have a little yeah. sneaky oh, look. Oh, I noticed it as yeah, well. Yeah. It's like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Again, consistently, it's just the interior of the buildings. So, yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, the whole sequence is good. And again, I really love them just showing up. Yeah. And pretty much, well, they don't expose him, but they come close. Very close, yeah. <laughs> if if Clark hadn't, like, gone, what was his, it was a really cool, he de- deflected it. Oh, he just used a Superman, the, the watch. Um, and he's, oh, he's yeah. got to do, he's got to fix his nosebleed. Yep, that gets him out of the picture. And I, I, I feel like, I feel like that might be a little hint that Jimmy knows uh, that right. uh, Clark is Superman. Because notice how he goes, uh-oh, when they're like, this is where Superman hides out. Oh, okay. Yes, Jimmy does. Yep, yep, yep. Because remember, Morrison's like, oh, he, Jimmy knows, but he just never really put anything in the book to like, because yep. you know Jimmy thinks he has his reasons. Oh. So there's no point. And I'll, I think that's definitely a, a little nod there. 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do love how they've made um it was a bit like this in the Silver Age, you know, how like the the um undergarments on the outside is just part of Kryptonian fashion. Like that's just how they dress. Ah, uh, right. Which is what Jimmy's saying. Like he started wearing underpants on the oh, outside. Right. Okay. <laughs> they kept talking about how great Krypton fashion was, and he's like, "Well, you know what? <laughs> the new Kryptonian overpants and bell combat. Yeah, that's so cool. That is that is pretty, um, that is pretty that is pretty nifty, I must say. And he talks about it a bit in the next issue as well, Morris, and he's like, he likes the idea that, um, oh, he made it so that Superman's uniform. Like is actually how Kryptonians dressed. Okay, it wasn't like sewn together or anything. Oh, and he just wears it like as a mark of his heritage. Right. Um, oh, which because John Byrne did the whole. Didn't he do? Didn't wasn't that? I think I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was before that. Okay, I'm pretty sure they sewed it together. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, that was the one I just remember. Again, from, like yeah. I have I have read all of his origins and stuff throughout the ages. So they all get so jumbled together yeah, yeah um for obvious reasons <laughs> but yeah um as they're about to expose him for good uh Lilo falls out of the sky collapsing and you know superman catches her and this is where barrel says take your naked hands away from her because mm. superman's not wearing gloves yeah so, yeah, she, so she starts feeling ill. So was this on their venture when they chucked Superman at the at the, the moon? What do you mean? Um, her feeling just disoriented and nauseous about that from the radioactive cloud in space. I think that was from since they, like, before they got to Earth. I think it's just catching up with them. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because I would have thought uh, that's very inconvenient timing that that... Just starting to kind of wane. Well, but because Superman mentions that, um, you know, it's been weakening him. Yeah, like not killing him, but weakening him, which explains how they manhandled him and threw him into the moon in the first place. So, oh yeah, but I mean, they've been there for for two months or so, um, and they're you know they've they've built uh, Metropolis to look like Krypton, and they've changed the Fortress of Solitude. They've done all that, and you know, and then they've they've just met Superman. And then shortly after, then she starts to wane. So that's why I kind of thought that they they somehow were exposed to it when they went up and they threw him into the moon. Um, no. But, yeah. Because it's pretty coincidental, you'd have to admit. Yeah, well, I guess I guess it happens <laughs> in stories sometimes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I just found, from this issue, I just found that, like, because they were so powerful, you know, and, and so... Oh, I, think, a, I think it's a nice save for Superman's identity, you know, I think it's a nice little... Yeah. Because it's, it's tense. You know, you're like, oh, crap, is he actually going to get exposed? Yeah. Because you don't know, because this is the end of Superman's career. It's not like there's going to be issues after this. It's like, oh, is he going to be exposed? And then, bang, she collapses. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think it's like a... Okay, yeah. Um, I think it's effective. Like, it is as convenient as it may be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which it definitely is for Clark. Yeah. yeah. Inside, he's just thinking, thank God they're dying. Now my identity's Yeah, oh, jeez. <laughs> I'd feel very guilty about those thoughts, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I know. But yeah, yeah. No, no, fair enough. Anyway, I just thought, thought I'd just point that out. That's that's what I... I mean, that, oh, was, no, that was my right. initial thoughts when, when she started collapsing, because it just seemed to came around. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, cool. Um, 
And you know, our barrel's like pretty salty. He's like, yeah, we survived the death of Krypton. <laughs> I know. And how bad is that, eh? It's like, damn, it feels bad. <laughs> I know. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Um, and Superman's like, let me help. Lucky like helped Candor. I don't want to be some freakish experiment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They still still don't really like him, do they? Um, I don't know if I'd trust him, to be honest. Like, well, I mean, they, is, is going to put me in a bottle? Or... Yeah, they know little about him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He could be a psychopath, you know? Um, yeah. But I guess we'll see towards the end they kind of come round. Uh, but they it start look, it's really... When you get visual cues of how bad they are, like when... <laughs> Let me just say, when your eyes start going in opposite directions, you know you're in trouble. Yeah, that was pretty messed. <laughs> yeah, and Lilo's got the same as well. If you look closely, she's got the same eye affliction. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you know things are, are, are terrible. Uh, and, I, you know, as as brutish as they were, I kind of felt for them straight away. Like, it's not like I wasn't yeah. I wasn't going, oh, yes, she's, she's kind of fainted and that saved Superman being revealed. I was kind of like, oh. What's happened, and even more so when you see physically how they they've changed with their faces. It's like, oh, that's that's not good. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were jerks, but you know, they weren't. Um, yeah, as we said, they're, they're not I'm evil. Literally going to kill humanity. Yeah, they're, they're not evil. <laughs> they're just, you know, you can you can um, tell where they're coming from. Like as as we mentioned in the Fortress yeah. of Solitude, everything they're saying is not wrong, and it's just the way that they've perceived things. Um, but yeah, so they yeah. they get brought back to the fortress, right? Is it the fortress? Yeah, I really love this thought screen. I do as well I think too. It's really cool. I, I like this. Is this is yeah. a Morrison thing? So I like this technology. I think so. Mm. I'm not, you know, I don't remember a thought screen okay. in my it, various fortress readings, but there could have been one. Yeah, it seems very sci-fi. It seems like it, it could have been part of, you know. Some sci-fi stories, but but having said that again, it, it's it's quite a nifty thing. Um, the way that it, at least it's portrayed well, it's here, illustrated yeah, very yeah, well, yeah, by Frank Watley again. It's, it's mm. pretty cool. Um, so so this is where they kind of uh, they finally make peace with Superman, Barrel at least. And I can't believe you know after you're still showing kindness after all like, that we've yeah. kind of been telling. Tell, you know, we've been telling you off, we've been doing things against you, and you're still... So this kind of validates Superman for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he says, you know, his... And what he says, like, his, my Earth parents taught me respect mm. for my elders. Yep. You know? Um, and, uh, you know, it's nice. He's like, I'm proud to call you my kin. Yep. Stuff like that. And I really like how Superman's drawn here, because he actually does look like Jarrell because they gave him... Yeah, he's wearing the circlet for the thought yes, screen, right. but like Jarrell always wore a circlet as well. Oh, okay, I didn't, and, um, I didn't pick that up, but that that's a pretty cool cue. And it's even on the line where he says, you know, uh, I'm a scientist's son. It's in my nature to observe and to learn and not to interfere too much. Perhaps I could have done more. And I do like that how Superman acknowledges maybe he could have done more, yeah. you know, sort of interfere i guess but um it is a little and yeah. i also really, sorry yeah oh no i was just i was just to say look it's it's not equivalent against this thing but just the wording of it because for me like scientists uh, you know 
if you're talking about not interfering, scientists interfere. That that's a whole nature. That's a whole nature of a scientist is to is to theorize and, and and you know test things out. But I know what he's trying to say. That's all. So yeah, um, yeah. Um, and uh, can't remember now. Sorry. Anyway, um, yeah. So he's like, "You sure you guys want to do this?" I guess it's like they'll either die mm. or um, basically he's going to put them into the phantom zone, and their bossy bodies will, you know, disintegrate. I guess. Yeah, it's quite. Sad. It's a bit sad, isn't it? Like, I'm yeah. saddened by it. I mean, it, it's a very sickly looking. Um, page as well it's very you know all the green yeah, the greens do it um, um lilo's coughing away yeah um but yeah it's uh yeah and and they th- this thing that barrel says uh what is it another big adventure my love that you know that kind of tells you as well what they've been through with as you say Morrison yeah. not having to go into all the detail like they've They've got obviously a great love for each other, but they have gone through many things. Um, yeah, and they're willing to stick stick with each other through thick or thin. So yeah, this kind of is um, pretty cool. And I, I just, again, I love the way that the I think Quitley's style goes really well with the fact that they're these sort of clouds. Mm. Yes, like their their faces are taking the shape of clouds and stuff yeah. and interacting, and it just looks very nice in that sort of sphere. It's very cool. Uh, I don't. I'm sure there's some sort of imagery or something there. But... Yeah, I, I don't think I could imagine anyone else. Oh, I think we may have touched this last time. I don't think I can imagine yeah. anyone else drawing this book. It's just. I don't think so yeah. either. It's really good. Um, yeah, I don't think it, anyone else would work. Mm. You know, it, with all my quibbles so quickly style, mm. sometimes, like, wrinkly clothes, like, it's really, <laughs> I can't picture anyone else doing it. Yeah, wrinkles are a reality. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, for instance, Grant Morrison's action comics, yeah. you know, I can picture a different artist doing that, but uh, oh. not this one. Who, who was the artist uh, then? Uh, Rags Morales. Oh, I think I familiar with some of their work some of his his works he's done, he's done a few things yeah yeah i've come across the name it's good it's fine like the art's pretty good yeah. um but anyway i really love this panel where both of their heads are in the sphere yeah. and superman's in the middle yep yeah yeah awesome panel and they're just looking at each other when they can't really look you know but they're, they're yeah. drawn to each other's thing holding each other hand in hand we go together Really cool. So man's like, if I still have time, I'll find a way to restore you both. Until then, yep. the Phantom Zone will have some law and order at last. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Then at least you know he's kind of suggested this is your you know you've got a you've got a purpose in there as well. It's not going to be like you're going to be drifting for eternity. Yeah. You can you can apply all what you're really good at <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, so grin on Barrel's face as he's looking at all the. Phantom Zone people going, um... Yeah, I love it. I think this is great, because I thought this was the... Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought... Yeah, that's just a great way to end it. It, it, it kind of gives... Yeah. It, it's a little uplifting... Oh, he's cracking his knuckles. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, he is. I thought he's... Yeah, good point. I thought he was just folding his arms, but yeah, he's cracking his knuckles. It's good. It just it shows that it's not a real tragic end. They're, they're relishing this Bit big of adventure. Sweet, yeah, think. yeah. Yeah. So. But, you know, yeah, it, it ends on an upbeat tone. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, yeah, really good. Oh, I just really enjoyed this again. I guess continuing 
continuing on from the the issues that we've we've read. But um, yeah. Um, and I guess uh, I didn't find heaps about this issue in the interview, but there was a little paragraph mm-hmm. yeah. from Morrison about it. Um, and he says, The story with Barrel and Lewo has a genuine chill of ammonia and antiseptic <laughs> off it, which makes it my least favorite issue of the series, although I know a lot of people who love it. Mm. It's about dying relatives, obligations, the overlit, overheated corridors between terminal wards, the thin metallic odors of chemicals, Bad food and fear, preparation for the Phantom Zone. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Interesting. I, um, I certainly won't, wouldn't give it my least favourite of all we've read so far. Um, I found it was pretty enjoyable for all intents. I don't know. I think it's good. I don't think he was saying it was bad. No, no. But, but you know, he obviously, he's ranked it and he's ranked it down as not his favourite. Yeah. His least favourite. So, um... I guess because of what it's about to him. Yeah, for sure. Maybe there's... Yeah, yeah. he's had some close emotional ties to a lot of the issues, so... um, Yeah, I mean, being reminded of terminal illness, hospital smells and stuff, you know, was probably not... Mm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) For sure. I mean, yeah, he's very grim, dying relatives, obligations, like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I I didn't get the sense of, you know, the ammonia and and the sickness... Um, of it through. I thing. did with those like green panels, and they're pretty much in hospital beds. Yeah, yeah, only towards the end. Um, and and to be honest, like when you mentioned just at the beginning, of the outset about the greens in the cover. I mean, I yeah, think, yeah. yeah. I think overall it, it was. Um, yeah, I don't know. Overall, it was for me. It was more of that tale of of um, these people that had different agendas against Superman, um, and, and Earth was stuck in the middle. And yep. it was about understanding. I think it was for me. It was more about humanity and understanding humanity a bit more, um, and how they weren't, and and those parallels we drew between forging a path, you know, in an environment, and not really understanding, um, you know, the the context of it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Superman was was kind of born and bred in this area. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, I also I also really like it whenever they show off Clark. You know, as a capable kind of, um, maybe not scientist, but you know, thinker, mm. like his dad. Yeah, 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 um, yeah absolutely. His dad was a man of great intellect. You know, I, I like how Superman shares some of those qualities, and he's not just some meathead yeah. who throws haymakers. Oh, for sure, um, for sure. And yeah. is this would you would you put this down to because of his again his amped up powers? Is is more of his no. intellectual thought or no? No, I think I think generally he generally you know, does. Okay, um, I mean, but there is there are those things where, again, depending on the writer. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. I guess Morrison does take it to the nth degree when he's talking about like we'll see. I guess in this upcoming issue, yeah, he takes 10, the nth degree in the next issue. That's for yeah, sure. but the DNA um, coding and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, yep, yeah. All right. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on this issue? Uh, no, other than just I I really enjoyed it and um, as a show. Well, do it. Are you aware? Do we see Barrel or Lilo ever again? Or I don't think so. Okay. Well, this is a shame because they were interesting characters for me. Yeah. No, they were good. Um, but again, like Zabaro, you know. Mm, yes. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Don't want to overuse them for the sake of it. True. Yeah. Uh, I could use more Phantom King though. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Cool. Alrighty. Uh, uh, all right. Um, should we go to issue ten then? Let's do it. 
Sweet. Okay, let's head uh, to a bunch of places <laughs> all around the world. Yes. Up, 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 and away. And away. Hey everyone, this is Brian, the host of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And since 2017, Inner Demons has been the best place on the web for news, reviews, and regular discussion with our listeners about Marvel's Spirit of Vengeance, Ghost Rider. You can find us on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast catchers, as well as on Twitter, at InnerDemonsGR. Remember, listening to your Inner Demons is not always a bad thing. Right on. Never ending. Taking place over the course of one day, Never Ending is a non linear narrative that jumps around in time over the course of a single day. As presented, 7 02 a.m., Superman takes a group of terminally ill children on a sightseeing trip to Egypt. Returning them to their hospice, the doctor thanks Superman. He replies that it's the least he can do. 11 25 p.m., Superman begins the composition of his last will and testament in the Fortress of Solitude. 10.25 a.m. Van Zee and Sylvia watch the immense visage of Superman peering down on them as Van Zee reflects on his enroaching old age and how far their civilization has fallen since Krypton's second golden age. Professor Quinton prepares to miniaturize down into Candor to converse with the Candorian Council. Journeying into the bottled city in Jimmy Olsen's authentic Kryptonian formal wear, Quintum, mistakenly referred to as Quintum by the Kryptonians, informs them that he may have a solution to Superman's inability to enlarge them. 12.01 a.m. Wondering if and when he's gone, Earth will be able to survive without him, and realizing the only way to find out was to observe such a world, Superman performs a nano-optical transfusion of pure solar energy to the infant universe of Quek, quickly giving birth to Earth Q. 4.35 p.m. Superman prevents a train wreck and goes to stop the rampaging McKenna man, momentarily delayed by the discovery of a time capsule from the year 2312. After saving Lois from McKenna man's clutches, she confronts him with her knowledge of his death. Uh, she demands he promise her that he will find a way to survive, but he instead replies that their biology is incompatible, preventing them from having children or a future together, and has to leave when he hears a cry for help. Miles away, a teenage girl named Reagan is about to throw herself off the roof as her doctor yells over the phone that he is on his way. Overheard by Superman, he arrives in time to comfort her and prevent her from killing herself. 11am. Quintum's statements that it is time for the Cantorians to leave their bottle regardless of their size sparks outrage of the Council. Councillor Zora in particular is concerned of their status as a bacterial compared to humanity, while others ponder the benefits of emerging into the light of the yellow sun. The council is approached by the Kandorian emergency call with a plan to save Superman, asking Van Zee to rejoin them. 1.36pm. Superman replaces the last of Earth's bridges. Uh, sorry. 
recklessly used to stitch up the broken moon by Barrel and Lilo. 11.59, 59pm. On Earth Q, Superman has passed forward at a... Uh, time has passed forward at a rapid pace. Australian Aboriginals paint pictures of gods based on their observations of the stars. 3.27pm. Superman uses his microscopic vision to examine his own DNA code. 11.59.59.914 p.m. On Earth Q, a man, stars, a man carves a statue of Krishna. 5.13 p.m. Superman meets with Luther in prison, asking him to spend his remaining days and use his mind to improve the world as he always said he would if Superman were not in his way. Luther responds by spitting at Superman's face, the glass divider the only thing keeping it back. 11.59.59.980 p.m. On Earth Q, Giovanni Pico della Mirandola delivers his oration, uh, oration on the dignity of man. 9.10 p.m. Superman opens the 23.12 time capsule in his fortress to find a recording from Rumac to 24th century scientist. Though forbidden to interfere in the past, Rumac too feels obligated as he owes his life to Superman, saving his distant ancestor to warn him of the coming of Solaris. 11.20 p.m. Superman prefer, prepares a suit for his upcoming battle. Uh, 4.30 p.m. Superman and Professor Quinton place Candor on Mars, allowing the civilization to flourish free and with Superman's abilities while still remaining a safe distance from humanity. Superman's will notes, To the proud survivors of Candor, my kin, I leave a third golden age. Discussing the difficulties in creating a successful clone of Superman, each effort resulting in a corrupted Bizarro replica, uh, Superman gives Leo a sample of his genetic code along with that of Lois Lane and tells him that he not only copied his DNA sequence into a book but also left instructions on how to combine human and Kryptonian strands allowing the possibility of growing a second Superman. Superman's will notes to Lois Lane, I'll leave our future. Uh, at 11.59.59.996pm on Earth Q, Frederick Nietzsche works on Thus Speaks uh, Baratustra, penning the passage, Behold... I teach you the Superman. 6.45pm. The plan of the Candor Emergency Corps to cure Superman from within fails. Superman thanks them for doing their best and knowing that they would be able to tackle any human affliction with ease, goes back to the children's ward, having the Candorians cure them of their cancer. 11.59.59.998pm. On Earth Q, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster conceive of a new comic strip character. 11.49pm. Lois receives an email from Superman... A look at an upcoming Daily Planet headline, Superman Dead by Clark Kent, as Superman Wills concludes. And to Clark Kent, the mild-mannered reporter who never let me forget how it feels to be downtrodden, ordinary man, I leave the headline of the century. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, that was a very detailed, non-linear synopsis. Um, I didn't write it, it was the wiki... But, uh, well, I think yeah, I think it's quite apt because it's there's a lot in this issue. There is. Mm. Um, very good, actually. I, I, I mean, there was just so much to go through, and with the jumping of time, uh, it, it does require potentially like a, a reread of it just to to get a grasp of it. But I found this quite uh, this issue was quite amazing. Uh, a different sort of enjoyment from from issue nine for me. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, uh, again, I mean, we really get into a lot more, like, not that we hadn't before, but a lot more sci-fi elements, a lot more science here 
from from Morrison as well. Uh, I I wanted to just jump sh- straight to this universe of Quiwek, <laughs> you know. Right, we're going there, are we? Um. <laughs> I mean, just because I found that the most impressive, basically. Oh, totally. That, that was I mean, that was for me the, the huge takeaway. I mean, there, as I said, there's so many things happening here, and, and you've covered it so well in the wiki. Um, the stuff like the the Kandorians, the stuff like the um, the crew, the special five or, or whatever that that go within Superman. Um, yeah, well, because this, this is the last, this is like the last hurrah before the big show. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. this is the final, the final, like the the conclusion is the next two issues. So this is all the final, you know, mm. yeah, stuff that he has left to do okay. before he dies. It was really great. Yeah. I mean, even the interaction with Lex. I mean, yeah, there, there's just so much, uh, so much here. But I mean, your thoughts on on this issue? I, I know right. that you really like it. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's a really standout uh, sort of <laughs> standout issue. I mean, they all are, but you know, yeah, yeah. It's, this it's is hard, like. Yeah, you know, this is this is a a really big one because yeah. this is Superman doing so many things. Yeah. Um, like this is like this is this really feels this has a really big sense of finality to yes. it because this is Superman accomplishing some of his greatest feats. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, for God's sake, he cures cancer mm-hmm. yeah. and creates our world. <laughs> that, that's a yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah, well, I was about to say, yeah, so many yeah achievements he's done, like which defines, I guess, this from the other the other issues. Uh, not to take anything away from those other issues as well, but he certainly does achieve a lot here. Um, yeah, uh, and one of the by having that thing link with with literally our universe, um, the way Morrison, yeah. I don't know what you call it. You call it um, he really broke the fourth wall as well. In that regard, it's a real like he put a real circle mm. thing, like a robos. The you know, not that the, you know, the, it's just a very yeah. um. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm tired. My brain, no, no, no. Muddled, I, I, like, no it's I, a very circular thing because exactly we created Superman, but Superman created us. Yes. Yep, you know. Yeah, um, he takes it even. Uh, you know, it got me. Remi- it reminded me straight away of. Correct me if I'm wrong, or I'm not sure if you know Connor Animal Man. Um, I think it's Grant Morrison. I haven't read Animal. Sorry? It is Grant Morrison. Though. Yes. There's this, this beautiful issue where it's to do with the Wiley Coyote, I know, of, of all things. Right. Um, have you heard of this one? No. Honestly, I've avoided spoilers for Animal Man because I'm planning to read it because um, I just keep hearing about how amazing okay. it is. Okay. <laughs> well, I won't, I won't go any further then. Um, but okay. No worries. I won't go any further, but um, there is a, a really a, apparently a seminal issue or, or run of, of part of animal man uh anyway it reminded me of this of just kind of um bringing the reader and ourselves into the link between yeah. the worlds a lot more that's all um so very clever and this was done very well um i loved it because it was it was kind of tucked away between layers of different timelines different things mm. that superman's doing so it's not apparently you know it's not just here you go like here, there's this cyclical thing between us and Superman's world. No, it's kind yeah. of like it, it, it comes organically. Like Superman decides to create this universe and see what it's like to have a universe without a Superman. And he does it all in a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this issue takes place over one day. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
and he accomplishes three of his super feats oh, in this crazy. one issue. And look, I'll be daft, and you're not meant to know the application of the science of what he does. As you said, this application of nano-optical transfusion of pure soul, whatever that is, whatever, but he creates this thing, and it's uh, it's really cool. Uh, I think that was a really good idea. Um, but, yeah, what, what the thing that really did define this for me, I guess, and what really differentiated was the amount of achievements, as you say, Connor, that he's done. So oh, in, yeah. in that sense, um, for better or worse, it really did make, make this stand out or make this quite different from the other issues um it's i mean it's it's three achievements in this we have number seven superman creates life number eight superman liberates candor slash cures cancer Mm -hmm. i don't know why they're both in like the one feat yeah 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 Uh, oh those are two two super feats well he's uh, done them yeah kind of hand in hand right Yeah. yeah um and I think that's just a great idea as well. Of like they were trying to they're trying to save Superman, these um the Kandorians, but they couldn't do it. At least they delayed it. They delayed it, which yeah. is what Superman needed because he was looking real rough. But yeah, but how about that lateral thinking? Okay, well you can't really save me. Thanks anyway for kind of slowing it down. But hey, you came close. Why not just cure these humans instead? Because you're well within yeah. your power to do that. And yeah, it's fantastic. It's great. Um, so yeah, this I don't know. This was really really cool. The thing with Lex, um, I thought was very interesting because it brought me back. Right. It brought me back to the the confrontation between Lex issue five, yeah, and Clark Kent, and how articulate Lex was, and how he he and this he was reduced to just spitting. Oh, yeah, you know, he hate he just hates it. Yeah, so much. It, like, exactly. So he. Of all, for all his intellect and his musings, and so when he comes face to face with Superman, that's what he could do. Not to say that I think it's the best he could do, but it's, I find the contrast amazing that he, that's all he kind, kind of feels compelled to do. And I love his little smirk mm. as Superman says, I'm dying. Yeah. Hey, let me have a, let me have a little quick look again at that. That was really cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he's reading, mixing the perfect cocktail. He, he's loving life, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I thought that interaction was quite important because we hadn't seen Definitely. Superman and Lex together. No, just Clark. Clark. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's because you know Superman's right. He's like, you've always said you do all this stuff to benefit humanity. If I wasn't there, now do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Because I'm about to croak. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, Lex just spits at him with his stylish prison collar. <laughs> um, um. So do we do we just want to start from the first page? Because I'm just having trouble jumping oh, okay, all over yeah, the sure, place. Sure, let's do it. Um, uh, 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 although we won't, we won't just cover the same yeah, ground, no, sure. though. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, the so obviously it starts off with Superman visiting the kids in the cancer ward. And stuff, and obviously that plot thread is he ends up, yes. you know, curing them of cancer with the Kandorians. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout this whole issue, he is writing his last will and testament with an awesome pen, <laughs> laser cutter. Oh yeah, a super pen. <laughs> it looks very sinister, actually. But yeah, uh, yeah. No, just just I don't know the design. 
<laughs> anyway, and he's just—he's looking very sickly. Yeah, that that reveal, um, sickly. that splash page is really cool. That pose is very reminiscent of something. I don't know, just the in thought, you know, one one leg slightly up. Um, really, uh, quite a memorable splash page. You thinking of the thinker? No, no, or? not the thinker. No, the thinker's yeah, oh. quite different. No, but there's that kind of reclined pondering look i don't know but it's um yeah it's got enough um kind of yeah i don't know it just seems familiar enough for you for me at least uh yeah to make it a really classic pose yeah um you know and he's just mulling over like he's got a bunch of challenges left each time he does it, they bring him closer to death, though. Yeah. But so uh, you know, he's still got a. Oh, he's suffering. Yeah, he's like he's sweating. He's he's looking a bit haggard. Yeah. And the the way he quietly yeah. draws him, he looks um almost because there's a lot more lines on his face, so he looks more gaunt. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um. Yeah. No, he doesn't look good at all. Uh. And you know, I like the whole candor section yeah it gives a splash of color doesn't it It really makes it different um yeah i know I like that flag as well oh yeah oh yeah yeah it's got like the red sun in the middle yeah um yeah yeah and i, I didn't notice i read out the synopsis but i do like how they uh call him quintum instead of quinton yeah because yeah. it's like the kryptonian kind of thing yeah, they just get used to that and they kind of yeah his name to their their version why not? And a lot of these characters, like Van Z and stuff, they are actually Superman characters that have been in it before. Okay, Van Z, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think he's Jor-El's cousin, oh, I believe. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And I like, you know, I like how Leo <laughs> is like, uh, I'm not ripped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's, he's like, they won't be judging your muscles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and the fact so, that he's also borrowed jimmy's J- jimmy's clothes for it, right yeah J- kryptonian clothes yeah. <laughs> uh, which look pretty good yeah. like they look kind of kryptonian yeah um but you know you get a lot of there's a lot of finality and momentous stuff because like you know um oh they're finally dealing with candor mm. yeah because that's been a continuing thing right obviously yeah, yeah. i mean he's he's unshrunk it before but mm. you know in, in this uh and I, I love, you know, this, yeah, as you said, uh, creating our universe, um, like, in a giant cube or whatever. Yeah. But I, I love the look of the cube. It's drawn very well. The cube's very cool. Yeah, it is, actually. Yeah. It, it's just weird enough to, I mean, because you wouldn't expect the cube. Uh, it, it's funny because the last time we kind of seen something like this was in the Bizarro thing. You know, but this is nowhere mm, near a bizarre true. thing. But, but I don't know. I, I found enough dissociation with it, and this just seemed like a, a funky experiment or whatever it is that Superman had done. Um, yeah, like I said, I can't really understand how he's come about this, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, Quintum's Kryptonian attire is the same attire as Flamebird. I just found Ooh. out. You know, the, the Nightwing and Flamebird. Yeah, yeah, bird. I remember the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay, that's an interesting so nod. Oh, because okay. uh, Jimmy Olsen dressed up as... Flamebird. Uh, Flamebird in the Silver Age. Oh, that's why he's got it. 
A nice little reference yeah. then. Huh, that is a nice reference. That is very yeah. good. I love those sorts of things that the writer adds in because you, you just get that appreciation that he... Yeah, or not, you don't even need to know it yeah, either. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's a really gorgeous sort of... Uh, that whole page where you see the planets and solar systems and yeah. it zooms out to Superman staring into the thing. Mm, well, you see his... Sh- oh, uh, I like it that you see his shadow over the solar system. Yeah. you know he's like... He's literally... He's like the god of of that yeah. cosmos. <laughs> he's, be- he's become our god. Yeah. Praise... Uh, <laughs> Praise kal Superman. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But that's... A- it's not Yahweh. It's kal <laughs> um, yeah. Of course, if Yahweh is real, he will strike me down and I will go to hell for saying that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know... Um, but yeah, it's a really great, I guess, not foreboding, but just a little preview of things to come of what this means because yeah, at the end, um, it's, it's really cool. Quite nice payoff. Earth Q. I think that's a lot better than Quare, Quarewick. Yeah, I couldn't pronounce. Superman stops a runaway train, you know, no burning buildings. No burning buildings here, but he's actually a, a different sort of train. It looks almost like a monorail. It's like a, the futuristic yeah. kind of monorail thing. Yeah. Um, we have a bit of foreshadowing about Reagan uh, yeah. as he's flying past. Mm-hmm. And we have that box from the future. <laughs> and then we have this great guy. Um, uh, uh, what, the, what was his name again? Mechan- Metal Mechano Man. Man. Mechano Man, that's Man, right. Yeah. It looks very kind of yeah. manga, Japanese-esque. Um yeah, robot style. Yeah, I think they did that. Uh, yeah, Morrison quickly do that sometimes. Yeah. Like a Wii Three. Yeah, right. Uh, which, which is a story they did had some very manga sort of style. Okay. Influences. Yeah. Um, but... I originally first thought this was like Toy Man or something. Wasn't there a, a guy that would have a big robot as well? Wasn't that Toy Man? Like he. Oh, I'm trying to remember it. We've covered some. Yeah, Toy Man has robots. Yeah, sometimes. we've covered issues where there's a guy in the head, and it controls these giant robots. And I thought it was Toy Man, but um, I guess at the end of the day, it's inconsequential because I think he wanted just to create a kind of stock. Yeah, yeah. Pre-crisis type Superman villain. Yeah, I, look, he doesn't play uh, that big a part here, um, other than the, the couple of things. The um, Lois using him. <laughs> To get Superman's attention, which she yeah. openly admits again. Um, yeah, and I, I do like um, the whole, you know, I'm a man of steel, but then he's just this really small old guy inside of this yeah. big robot. Also, like, I was just going, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's got Alzheimer's as well. Yeah, which was pretty dark. Yeah, it is dark. It's like, <laughs> like, like, oh, I mean, Superman. Okay, I don't find that uh, as funny. Um, no, but like Superman, it's, it's even like another thing that Superman's like. Number one, he's just a human, but he's got Alzheimer's, so he's not a threat or something at all. I don't know, but that's uh, the last we see. I like how Superman's kind of jumping in those last two panels. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Last kind of Flasher Golden Age sort of yeah. action. Um, beautiful um, again of the art when he smashes through the head I just love all those robotics and those little pieces of machinery um, yeah you know, the, I love these two pages yeah like the they're great pages hyper detail Superman's angry yeah or shocked whatever when he gets blasted with the oh yeah yeah 
yeah, it's it's funny. To, it's hard to tell. It's shocked and surprised, I guess, to see Lois there. A bit of anger. Like, well, sorry. She's like, don't ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's at it again. Um, but no, this is the this is the yeah this is the bit, isn't it, where she tells him that she's been yeah that Quintum's told her that he's dying. Yeah, yeah. When, when he sets her down, and they have a little have a, a little time to have a quick chat. Um, so uh, I love how Superman's like, "You told her," and he's like, "Oh, it just slipped out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we know it didn't just slip out. He, he was pretty yeah, eager you, to. You full on went. I should tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. It's hardly a slip. He knew exactly what he was doing. Um, so, uh, but yeah, again, again, as we mentioned previously, you can't fault Quintum. He's he's pretty pretty um I guess on honorable. Like his 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 actions are honorable as well. There's nothing wrong yeah. against them. Against what he's doing. Um Avellos is like, you can't die. I know you'll find a way out of this. Promise me you'll find a way and since Ray can't remember the ending, we don't know, do we? <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, but uh I love this line. Uh as she spoke I watched thirty five thousand mm. dead skin skills scattering like confetti, like promises like the dust of dead stars. Yeah. I thought that was really I noted, really good. Yeah, I noted that as well. Uh nice bit of writing. Yeah. And you know, Samantha's like, Hey, we're incompatible. Like I'm an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Well, basically, he says our biology is completely incompatible. We can never have children, never have more than this. So th- this is a different take, right? Because we all we all know Superboy, right? Or Jonathan? Well, Superman has a son right now. Yeah. yeah, but this was the usual take. They couldn't have kids. And they essentially just kind of... Okay, so this was the original take. Like, you, um, Morrison is riffing off the the original take. Yeah. Yeah, I, They the only reason they were able to have kids uh, now is because there was a period where Superman was depowered or something. Okay. And they're able to, you know, ah, right. procreate then. But it bugs me because, you know, Superman's still technically an alien. Yes, I know. Uh, yeah. And it's like... His physiology... They, they should have just given him, like, a surrogate kid or something. Yeah. I don't know. His physiology because, is different. Like, <laughs> you know. like It's kind of like, I love... One of my problems with post-crisis, especially what John Byrne introduces, they made superman too human not in the sense of his personality but in the sense of like oh now he's born on earth Mm. because he's just an embryo until he got to earth oh and now he barely remembers any of his kryptonian heritage oh and now he has a kid and he got married and stuff and it's like well you know he's still kryptonian like him being kryptonian shouldn't just be like a explanation for his powers it should have some yeah i mean they they retconned it so he's born on Krypton now, but still, it's just like, you know. Yeah. I get Superman has a lot of aspects of an everyman, and he's a bit more like a regular dude than a lot of other superheroes, if that makes sense, yeah. in terms of his personality and his upbringing yeah, yeah. being very ordinary. But on the other hand, you know, he's not... Like, he's... He, him getting just like a white picket fence family just it just doesn't feel right to me. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, well, it's a bit hard, isn't it? Once you like, he's not. He's still like he's not just a dude at the same yeah. time. Well, of course, he's know? done. He does things that no human could ever even conceive of doing. So you can't just lump him into. Although he's been born and bred and grew up on Earth, you can't just lump him as a normal Earthling. Yeah, which I just feel like... I mean, I don't know. Um, no, I, I can see it. 
Yeah. There's there's like a, there's also a certain tragedy about Superman I always liked is that you know he'll always there'll be a sense of loneliness always and that's just kind of gone now because mm. he has a son and stuff and you know that this I I I'm all in favor of exploring you know, avenues for characters yeah. you know giving Superman a son cool explore that but I just don't um I still love the character and everything but I just don't feel as yeah. I just has, don't think it's as interesting. Has the, has the Superman Son thing been around for a, a while, or no? It started in Rebirth. Oh, only okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, that was a Rebirth thing. Okay. Um, oh, well, so it may or may not last. You know, there'll be maybe. Oh yeah, can like, do anything you know, with comics. It can go back changes, to the, yeah. you know, yeah. go through changes again. Yeah. The problem is with the internet, fans will just scream and holler if anything changes. Oh, they, it's like, they remember, do, kids, they? <laughs> if something you don't like changes, just look at the history of Superman. It's happened a lot. Yeah. It's probably going to happen again. Don't lose your mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tell me about it. Just with, um, you know, I'm thinking of a couple of other characters that I follow. Same thing applies. So, yeah. Just, uh, it's the endless. But, you know, but people are obviously people are entitled to what they want and, and what they're oh, happy, totally. happy with. Yeah. But it's just that it's trying to stop. I don't know what's a the you can't stop like an ocean. It's gonna it's gonna happen, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's gonna flow through all, all these different stories. That's what writers are paid for. <laughs> yeah, so that's um you know. Yeah, and and you but, you know uh, sorry and uh, sorry I'm just gonna go a, a little bit one other thing and sure. and as a writer or creator, not to say that I am a writer or anything like that, but like you wouldn't want to be stifled anyway, like. I know that they do with editors and stuff. They have to work within parameters. But as a creative, yeah. you don't want to have to be penned in and say, look, this is all you can actually write about. Oh, absolutely. Because... So, yeah. So I'm always, always all for different and new stories. Um, but, you know, I always know that they will come and go. So. Yeah. yeah. Thank, um, yeah. yeah. Thank God for Morrison just creating his own universe yeah. <laughs> in spite of everything. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great because <laughs> that'll always be there now. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, New Fifty Two got retconned, but his run is still in this sort of pocket universe. Mm. So, um, but uh, yeah, let's see. Um, so, anyway, back to the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Lois keeps trying to talk to him. Like, there's always a way you can not die, and then Superman overhears, yeah. you know, someone in trouble, and he leaves because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. You know, that conversation was going nowhere anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We are biologically incompatible. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, you know, there's not much else I can say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a way. There's always a way. Oh, I gotta go. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Just looking for an excuse. Nah, because no, he leaves because I was crap no, hell. And I guess we get to like the, probably like the most well-known page from this whole thing. Okay, I didn't know, I didn't know this, but, okay, cool. Yeah. Because yeah, in basically. context, there's only one page, literally out of the whole issue. But yeah. Yeah. I think it's, this page had an impact on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, obviously he saves this girl from, you know, jumping off a roof. Yep. And stuff, um, and you know, some really good dialogue. Actually, it's never as bad as it seems. You're much stronger than you think you are. Yeah. Trust me. We talked about it before. Like you know, 
with depression and stuff, everything always seems a lot worse than it actually is. And there generally is always someone who cares, you know, and this is like, and like, I feel like Morrison must have, because like not just this, but also Flex Mentalo, another story which kind of deals with um, like heavy depression. Like I feel like he must have mm-hmm. gone through it at some point because he seems to definitely know what he's talking about. Yeah. And like, um, you know, as someone who who has like you know, from my perspective, mm-hmm. when I've had experiences like similar, like he definitely like Morrison definitely knows yeah. what he's talking about. Like I can tell if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the words he chews and the words he says here. And I can see why this page has spoken to so many people, mm. you know. Um, because Superman's obviously saved people from suicide before. Yeah. Um, in fact, when he did it in the Golden Age, he slapped the shit out of the dude afterwards. Well, he didn't slap him, but he told him off. Yeah, like, which is, Be a man. No, um, yeah, <laughs> kind of, uh, which, uh, you know, what you've said just before about, you know, you can understand the way that Morrison's written this. It, it kind of rings true. That golden age kind of sounds like <laughs> something that's that they had different standards back yeah, then, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I made it sound harsh that it was basically he saves the dude, and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, get a hold of yourself, be a man. What about your family? And mm-hmm. the guy's like, you're right, Superman. Um, but anyway, uh, as I said though, even in contemporary stuff like Superman save people from jumping off before, and it's always you know generally they've been well written, but this is really like okay. Mm-hmm. You know, this, the, like, what Superbad is saying here is, like, absolute truth. Mm. And Morrison, you know, is definitely, uh, and, like, it, it feels like this is what Superman would say yep. as well. Yeah, yeah. And this this page has spoke to a lot of people. You know, it spoke to me as well. Yeah. Um, had a, like, there's a, as I said, there's a guy who wrote up a post about how this book essentially changed his life. Yeah. And he talks about this page and, like, how he just... Mm-hmm. He was suicidal. He was in a slump. And then, you know, this kind of just was a wake-up call yeah. for him and he got his life together and stuff. I mean, that's... So that's, um, I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's really good to hear that. It resonates with so many people. And, um, yeah, I mean, it is a very... Uh, in one page, it's very kind of succinct. Uh, and, and, and it's also... Sorry, keep going. Oh, no, just saying, yeah, no, and it's very touching and all that. It reminds me of actually... Didn't we do a, an issue as well with Lois? I think talking someone. Yeah, yeah. Which I which I also thought was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was a Christmas issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, sorry, it's, it's sorry. Sorry, go on. Oh no, uh, and I just wanted to say then. I just wanted to ask you if you had read because there was a really good issue of of, uh, of all things uh, Deadpool. Um, I think it's Jerry Duggan as well, and the whole issue is dedicated to. Basically, someone again on on the roof uh, and dead. I'm not sure if I have. Okay, it's uh, a really good. I will say a really good read, and it actually has made a lot of impact as well. It's more recent. I'm talking about 2018 or something like that. 2017. Nah, wouldn't have read it. Okay, the, the I read the 2013 Dugan run. Um, okay, well, I'll I'll try to find the issue for you. Um, and it was a really. I mean, regardless of you know how it how it affects you as a reader, whether or not, you know, you've, you've been through something similar or, you know, just the, the, the power of the way it was written, uh, it was really good. The whole issue was dedicated to a young, like a similar teenage girl, um, on the roof and Deadpool of all people, um, sits down beside her, you know, they both dangle their feet over the edge and stuff. And he, he just really talks to her. Um, and I found that very like effective as well. 
I guess what a lot of writers figure is Deadpool does have crippling depression. <laughs> like, mm, um, yeah, well, uh, yeah. You know, God, I mean, uh, that character, like, speaking of, like, things that show mental illness and stuff well, uh, Joe Kelly mm-hmm. uh, was really good at showing the ugly side of all this stuff, mm, okay. you know, and how it turned Deadpool into kind of an asshole. Yeah. Um, same with Daredevil, but it very much with Deadpool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that does sound interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, and the, the good thing about this is, like, you know, while it's it doesn't come across as just a shoehorned in thing because it this is a very Superman page. Like you've combined obviously what a lot of people have felt and experienced and been on the brink, and but it's been part of this Superman story. Like, this is a very yeah, yeah. Superman thing to do. It's very Superman stuff to say. He's not putting it in there to be preachy. No. You know, it's serving the story, and it's just happened to have such a huge impact on people. Yeah. Um, and it, and this is one of the many things he does in this issue yes, as well. Yes, it is, it is. Um, it's not the focus of the issue by all, any means. No, it's not. Like, it's just, it's one page, mm. as you said. Yep. But, like, every page is, um, you know... Hmm. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, like uh, we said, he he does a lot. There's a lot that happens in this issue, uh, and as you say, he kind of like it's a last hurrah before the the conclusion. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, you know, moving on. Although, yeah, I will say, you know, Superman's right on that page. Like everything he says is right. Yeah. You know, so, mm-hmm. which is just stuff that's hard to realize when you're in those spots, but it's true. Mm. So. Um, good on you, Superman. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> and Grant Morrison and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, then we move on. And we, we have the, the Kansorian Council debating. Roundtable, yes. Yeah. And, you know, then we have the Kansor Emergency Squad. Yeah, cool. Uh, or Emergency Corps. Emergency which Corps. I thought they were the Superman Emergency Squad. Maybe it's a reference I can't remember. But, um, yeah, so they're the ones that... Sorry, go I know, I just said, they are probably sure that they all have a history as well. They look very distinct looking. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, my favourite is the guy with the purple hair at the back. I'm sure he's a yeah. troublemaker. Yeah, it is purple. It's, it looks purple. Oh, yeah. I thought it was black. It could be black, yeah. Initial look. But it could be purple because uh, there's like a blue, blue hair. Head, yeah, they've all got different so. different hair colours, yeah. Anyway. Um, well, I've our Superman's putting the bridges back. Yeah. Or replacing them anyway. Yeah, which is a nice tie again directly just to the, the issue before. Um, if if yep. you hadn't read issue nine, then you probably have no idea what the hell is going on there. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like, what the, did I miss something? But no. Um, and, then, and I love how... Um, yep. Oh, I was just saying, I love we get some apparitionals. Yeah, yeah, no, we get some quick snapshots here, like some really quick time frames. Um, and to be honest, when I was reading this first, it, it didn't totally hit me yet about this Earth Q until about uh, until that second one, like the um, uh, Krishna um, carvings, yeah. and like I was starting to think because the the Aborigines didn't give it away for me. Um, I don't know why. I just thought, okay, that's you know what's happening, and then oh, okay, yeah. this is starting to be quite hauntingly familiar, <laughs> and then mm. and then it subtly grows and grows. Um, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll go we'll go on. But um, yeah, five thirteen at the end. Then we get the the Luther confrontation. 
which again is just a, just a quick page. Yeah. Um, yeah, which which is a quick page, but we covered for like five minutes because you know it was a lot to the page. Yeah. Um, also, we do have Superman examining his uh, code, I believe, on the previous page. Yeah, that was cool. Which I thought was a cool, a nice optic. I'm uh, sorry, optic visual. Yeah, yeah. yeah, visual. Yeah, yeah. Goes into the skin, the pores of the skin. Then it just goes deeper, deeper, deeper. And uh, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. And then we get uh, the. Um, the the whole uh, Renaissance humanism mm, yes thing that Mar- Mar- Morrison's going for with pretty much this whole book actually, um, you know uh, Pico was it Pico? I'm pretty sure it was, but yeah, he. I mean, he's he's literally talking about like he's you know talking about humanism, yes, yeah. um, you know, which we're pretty good at. We're pretty good at imitation, you know. Hey, those birds flew. Let's build a plane. We can fly too. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, I thought that was I thought that was really cool actually to have that renaissance. That was good. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, yeah, I mean to pull that one from from history. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess on an initial read, you I probably would have thought, oh, he's just putting random parts from history. But I'm like, oh wait, no, this is the philosopher that was a big influence on like this whole book. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know. Uh, well, not just this book, a bunch of other things as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, one of my listeners did inform me that the stuff Morrison was talking about was humanism, okay. um, which I haven't really done much Renaissance philosophy, but it's pretty big. And um, the, oh. the um, you know, Da Vinci and all that sort of stuff right. are into it too. So go look it up. It's interesting. Mm. And it's, you know, a very, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my brain's fried. Um, but... Yeah, um, we, we already talked about kind of what what it meant in the previous episodes. Anyway, mm-hmm. you know, aspiring to be humanity, aspiring to be like Superman in the context of this book, yeah, and in the context of the character, I guess, as well. Um, and you know, humanism really does apply to Superman a lot when you think about it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, hell, god damn it, implies so much because I mean, humans made Superman. So yeah, uh, but um. Or did he make us? Oh, I don't know. Ooh. But yeah, um, yeah, no, it's great. It's great little t- um, touchstones of, of human history and culture as well. Um, yeah. The thing that really, I guess, out of the, all these achievements and stuff, the thing that really, uh, I don't know, I guess, um, confused me or interested me not the most, but just I found a little intriguing was this lead box which Superman retrieves. Mm. Uh, and opens up this because uh, a lot of it is is really gobbledygook. Uh, great, greetings, Superman at twenty one C. So, so there's a lot of like garble from from the you get like a really rough gist of it. Yeah, yeah. If you like, concentrate. if you really, if you really read, <laughs> oh yeah, I should have really actually read, um, gone into it and read it. I just like saw it. I thought, oh, should I really? I skimmed over yeah. it and I read it again properly, and I'm like, okay, I kind of see what he's saying. Okay. So this is this is the um, it's the warning, isn't it? The, yeah. the warning for um, what's to come. Solar intelligence systems. We got to Superman crafting a suit. My eighth challenge is on its way. Yeah. Almost completed my new costume. I guess we'll see that next issue. Yeah. Um, but then we get to Mars. Right to Mars, which is pretty cool. Um, Candor. 
just planted there, right? Yeah. So, you know, that they're far enough away from Earth that the Kryptonians don't have to wor- yes. like, worry about Which is what- humanity's influence on them, but they're close enough that they get the benefits of the yellow, the yellow sun. sun. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And they're not they're not shrunk back up. No, no, they're still as you can see, they're just like, they're not like mosquitoes yeah. just flying around. So they couldn't figure that out. Yeah. yeah. Um and so Superman's with Quintum. Um but again, this is the so it's good to see here Frederick Nietzsche. Um, the German ah, philosopher. Yeah, you got to shove Nietzsche in there. Sorry? <laughs> you got to shove Nietzsche in there. Yeah, yeah. Also, also struck Zarathustra. I read that back in my 20s, ages ago. It's probably actually one of the more accessible, actually, it's probably his most accessible writing. Uh, all his... I would say it would be because everyone always references it's it. It's the most pop- popular. Um, yeah. And it's done in a novel, uh, the sense of a novel um, about this uh, philosopher that goes up into the caves and basically spurns and looks down on humanity. Uh, I wasn't sure whether it, it did mention the Ubermensch in, in there. Uh, I know because I can't remember, but it may have. Uh, Nietzsche's well known for, for the Ubermensch or the Superman, which is, I guess, why they yeah. wanted to use it here. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool to see. And that was when I was thinking, yep, yeah, okay, obviously, obviously we're tracking Earth Q is our, is our Earth. Um, because. Yeah, and we're tracking the kind of, uh. Development. Um, what? Development of the Superman. Yes. I suppose. Yes, exactly. Because we, we start off with, you know, yep. um, worshipping of, like, deities, yes. and then we go to the humanism, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now we have Nietzsche, and then we will. Yeah, and then we come to the next. And... Yeah, it's really cool. It's a really cool way of um, of kind of saying it or portraying it from Morrison. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, sorry, Superman and Quintum. Yep, so they're talking, and Superman has these awesome, awesome gifts um, that he's finally managed to extract from his guess, DNA code. Sorry, for people who don't know, yeah. I can explain it, or you can explain it, but do we want to explain, you know, what the Ubermensch is, or what the oh. Superman is that Nietzsche was um, talking about. Yeah, if you if you want to, yeah. Well, I guess because we explained human the okay, yeah. humanism that Morrison's going for. Um, but I mean, like from our remember, it's basically like the goal humanity sets for itself, mm. right? Like the ultimate aspiration. It's it's basically just as the, yeah, exactly. It's it's basically the best that we can be i guess the most ideal yeah. version of ourself so yeah that, yeah so. which which again ties into yeah. in, in regards to superman, superman yeah like our in regards to comic superman it ties into like the humanism with superman as well yeah. um i'm not saying Nietzsche ties into that but uh yeah so that's cool mm-hmm. Um, back back to Mars. Sorry to cut you off there. Oh no, no, uh, that's that's cool. Um, yeah, so back to Mars. So Superman talking to Quintum, uh, and uh, this is another thing. So he's, he's sequencing of his DNA. Um, so he's able to. This is a, a nice little gift for for Lois, right? Um, so the, their yeah. biology is made compatible through these experiments that Superman has done. So he's got these vials, which is a huge accomplishment. Oh no, it is because yeah, he's been he's been feats. yeah he's been trying to unravel his you know read his DNA code and all that. So um, he's managed to yeah crack it basically. Um, yeah, and he's managed to figure out how to combine mm, human and Kryptonian 
Like he's figured out how to crossbreed. Yes, exactly. It's, it's like figuring out how to how to make like a human dog baby. Yeah, yeah. You know, genetics. Like... <laughs> he's he's really gone into the genetics of it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's there, and that's his little that's his gift for 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 Lois. And obviously, it's a legacy thing because it's a gift for Quintum as well. Quintum, yeah, because although you know we have. Quintum here saying, you know, I could be the devil himself for all you know, Superman. Well, it's a good, yeah, and I like the way that he responds, Superman. Like, I like to think I've got a good judge of character. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Trust me, like, trust me that I trust you. So, yeah, yeah. Um, um but like, yeah, I, I do like how he, because they're on Mars and stuff. Like, he does look a bit devilish there. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, because of the red. Yeah, I still trust uh, him. Still trust him. his helmet and stuff. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. So he gives him that, which is a pretty big deal. And, big deal. and, and so, then we, sorry, we come to um, the point. Sorry, Connor. And then those two vials as well. I think the one on his on his left, is, isn't that the emblem that Lois had on, on her costume when she was super? Yeah. yeah when she was super Lois yeah. for a day. Um. So, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Does it mean that that vial will allow Lois then to become, like, any human to become super? No. No, I, no, I think that's just, um, like, her... Um, maybe that's her DNA that he got when she was super, which is how... Okay, because he's combined super, so you'd think that he would have had one vial, but he's got two, so one looking, like, labelled his his um strand and one with lois but yeah. they essentially look like the same product so maybe that's we just... might we might find out we might find out more later i can't remember oh, okay but um cool i honestly though i can't remember if we do but oh. like yeah i mean i guess the gist of it really is like he's just he has to crack yeah, the code as to yeah yeah which you know i guess means uh his descendants are probably descended from him and lois mm. um you know yeah so um yeah, so, yeah. So, then we go to the hospital. You... We get the or the what, what they called again the candle core or something the the oh uh, the the candle emergency emergency core, core yeah. So um, the, um the... so as we said before, they try and try to cure him but fail, but they do delay it. Yes, and then Superman walks in and he's like, hey cure these kids and he cures cancer <laughs> and there's even a reference to that infamous or famous you know silver age thing where superman's shooting like a little superman out of his hand oh, okay right um and they kind of do a nod to it here at the bottom where he's like flinging these miniature <laughs> tarnians yeah that's so cool isn't it yeah and then we get back to earth q and this is the big payoff mm. this is so cool because Regardless of whether you know you know that building or not, it's just that third panel, just yeah, kind of ties it in. It's like ah, oh, yeah. Earth Q. This looks like a street that's familiar. Ah, oh. and yep, yeah. um, they, you know, mm. they created Superman, yeah. Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Um, you know, we have the Golden Age Superman right there, yeah, and it's like it's awesome on so many levels, and you know, I, I just love the fact that will they be fine without me, without a Superman, and they create one, you know? Yeah. And then, obviously, it loops back into 
him creating them and us creating him and all that yeah. crazy stuff. It's kind of like, um, but it's really, awesome. it's almost as if like it, it's uh, like it's fate, you know, it's, it's destiny. Yeah. That, um, yeah. Yeah. That, you're right. Cause Absolutely. he's gone out to try and create a supermanless universe, but out of all the events that happen, you know, the different iterations, it really comes back to the creation of him. And then as you say, yeah. the cycle, it's just a funky cycle. And again, like, as they sowed the seeds before with the Renaissance and Nietzsche, it's like, you know, mm. humanity will always aspire to be yep. greater, mm. you know? Yep. It just adds a lot more to the to the mythology of Superman, doesn't it? The Absolutely, The way that Morrison yeah. has done this, the way that he's kind of angled it. Um, yeah, really good. I, I like the whole aspect. I mean, we, we've spoken about it as well, about this whole aspect of about him, um, Superman being tied to these... Uh, classical figures, you, you, you know, um, even with the the sense that Atlas, the likes of Atlas and Samson were there, about how yeah. he's a um, the hero's journey, all that sort of stuff, um, and, and this kind of really caps it off. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Um, like it's yeah, your head blows up because <laughs> it's like, damn, it, it's because it's such a. It's such a good payoff. It's such a good cap off, and it summarizes like everything. Mm. You know, it summarizes everything about the character. Yeah. Um, and it's just yeah, like you said, it's just perfect cap off. Mm. Uh, you know, like a uh, damn. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> it is cool. I mean, not that this is may have anything to do with it as well, but wasn't there also a strand somewhere um, that you told me? about really i don't know what part of canon that is but superman's really from the future is that is that part of something well that was like um that was just one of siegel and schuster's original ideas oh okay is that krypton would be earth from the future yeah. and jor-el would send him back in time which is what <sighs> red sun ends yeah yeah that's in. that's right yeah yeah okay yeah yeah i think that's a, a pretty, cool idea that's a pretty cool idea as well with, yeah it is but i think they went with the better version um, oh, it's a cool idea, but I think I think Morrison's executed this version so so much more better. Like, I mean, not that I've read the 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 that other one, but I like the concept of it. Um, but the way that Morrison sold this concept is really good. Yeah, mm. I mean, like, well, it's different. No, oh, no, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't really. No, yeah, they're, they're they're two different. I don't really get what you mean, though. Like, what are you comparing Morrison? Oh yeah, look, because I, I can't really say because I haven't really read many stories of Superman, but I just like that concept of him being from the future uh, and, and oh, the, right. uh, Krypton being the the Earth of the future and him being sent to back in time. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that because um, there is a cyclical quality to that as well. Oh, um, uh, but you prefer this cyclical kind of... Oh, no, I mean, I think they're both equally strong concepts, but I think Morrison has really executed this concept really well. Like, he's really he's really fleshed it out, and he's really written it into the story, into a story I think he's, really well. I think he's executed it. I will go further and say he's executed it pretty much perfectly. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I can't... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, as I said, my brain's fried. Me no talk of the hand like this. <laughs> yeah, a uh, really fantastic issue, and yeah, it's a good issue. you know, I mean, I've I like to consider myself, you know, decently well read, mm-hmm. and like this, this is like legitimately like it's really great. 
you know, mm. not just by comic book standards. Um, not that comic book standards are inherently lower, but you know it's what a I mean. Medium, like, but like, I think, I think by, I think within this medium as well, he's written a very. Or you mean just writing just, in, in whole as a whole, regardless I've of meant writing in general, yeah, yeah, yeah. like any literature. Yeah, yeah. I think this is like really, really great. Yeah. Um, you know, and as I said, I like to consider myself decently read. Yeah. Um, and it's just. Real, I'm just really impressed, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, the reason why yeah. we're bringing the, the media, though, is that because, you know, compared to, uh, if we're talking about, compared to, like, novels and stuff, that the brevity of, of the comic book is, is is a lot less. So it's hard to compare both against each other. But Well, that, that's what I mean. Usually it's very hard. Mm. But, like, with this, I'm actually able to compare. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so, like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, no, it is a very, very strong um, issue. Uh, and again, I mean, as a whole, always talking about it holistically. I think this whole run so far. Oh, I, I, I meant as a whole generally, but the issue too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for me as well, the, the ten issues so far just been been really cool, uh, really good. Um, yeah. Yeah, been really enjoying it. Uh, there's not that many, I guess, series that would run that long that you would be thoroughly invested in in every all of the issues i'd say um, yeah and i'm not putting this you know i'm not comparing or putting this in any in any way up against say this run because we've discussed off there as well you know this is consistently regarded up there as the the all-time greatest well not not the all sorry as one of the all-time greatest comic book runs right so it's yeah. highly regarded um but you know, I've I've got the same vibes of say um, Jeff Lemire's like Moon Knight run for me. It's fourteen issues, fourteen. This is what twelve, yep. uh, and each of the yep. each of the issues bring bring something to the table. Very different storytelling because it's a lot more. Uh, the issues are a lot more. Um, I don't know, told in a more conventional way. Uh, I'd say I yep. can't even say it like that. It's um, I want to say that. The the brilliance I think of the Morrison run here so far with the ten issues is that they are intimately connected, but they really can be seen as standalones as well, um, because there's yeah. so many characters, so many different themes happening. Whereas what I'm saying, I guess, with the Lemire run and, and Moon Knight, uh, is that there's a you you track the one character through, and the story continues um, quite traditionally throughout the fourteen issues. Even yeah. when I say that, that's not right because he doesn't do it traditionally. It's it's. I think I know what you mean, though. Like you're just saying structurally. Structurally, it's more conventional right. as a as a yeah. um, as a comic book story compared to say this All Star Superman. But um, but even then, having said that, no, Lemire does really wacky things with um, with his storytelling. Yeah. Um, but each of those fourteen issues are just like you read each one of them, going that's pure gold, similar to this. Yeah. Um, whereas you know you can get a run of something that is twelve a twelve issue run of a series, and like you get some flat issues here, you get you know you get some average yeah. issues here. But I think consistently Morrison um, brings a high level to every issue so far with this. I guess. I don't know the backstory with Lemire's run, but I guess this uh, with this, it. I mean, for one thing, it's a passion project. Mm. Yep. Uh, and like, so Morrison and Quitley like absolutely like brought their A game. Yep. Like they even said that they're like they since they they considered they were doing like the ultimate story for the ultimate superhero, they wanted to do everything perfectly. Yep. 
um, and they they completely planned it out and everything. Yeah. Um, whereas I think a lot of comic runs like they don't really have planning out; they kind of just go month by month. Yeah. So this is kind of like you know this is I guess a bit on the it's not a graphic novel, but it's like on the graphic novel side of things, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's pretty much. This is kind of similar with the Lemire Smallwood uh, run. Um, they got a lot more free reign than say what Marvel editors usually would give, because uh, right. you're talking about a lot of series. There's a lot of series are driven by the editorial. Like, um, there's a particular agenda. Or oh, having said that, though, because uh, I managed to have a chat with Tom Bravort, who's um, oh, one yeah. of the, um, the senior. Senior executive editors at Marvel wow. as well. Yeah, it's on our episode 150, 150 um, of Into the Night. Of Moon Knight. Yeah. He doesn't Moon Knight. Of Moon, yeah. Not, not this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, not, not this one, no. But he, he said, like, there are two ways that they, they do approach it. Because we asked, like, how do you come up with series? Is like, is it is it a writer that comes and pitches you something really good? Or do you have a particular way that you want to take a character? And do you, and that's what you kind of steer them with? And he goes, it's usually, it's, it's, it could be one or the other. He goes, generally, um, what happens most of the time is best idea wins. So, right. um, so not necessarily, it's not necessarily that DC had said, okay, let's get Grant Morrison and Frank quietly and let's get them to do a series together. It would have been that maybe, maybe Morrison had gone up to them and go, this is what I'm planning. And they go, yeah. yeah. Okay, that'll do. Yeah, that that's what we want. That's gold, Jerry. Yeah, that's gold. And so they, I think they did that with Lemire and Smallwood, but they said okay. they said we like your idea so much, just do whatever, go crazy, and and they did. And and in that sense, it became a passion project um, because he was allowed yeah. to flex his his creative juices. Um, I, I think much the same here with Morrison. They they right. let him just do his thing because you know why not? <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. I mean. It's funny with Morrison because that's that happened with Action Comics mm. in Year Fifty Two. I've said before, like they're like, "Hey, can you do six issues?" And he's like, "Sure." Then he ends up doing eighteen issues, yeah. and it ends up turning off a lot of readers because they're like, "This is incomprehensible. I yeah. don't know what's happening." Yeah, yeah. But like, they just let him do whatever he wanted. And again, the same things happen with Green Lantern. Yeah, I think Morrison's like, as long as Morrison wants to be on the title, he's going to be on the title. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's great. Sure, I haven't read his Green Lantern yet, but I'd yeah, like you know, as you said, it's awesome when. Yeah, yeah me too. Um, but from what I have read, it's it's great. Okay. It's amazing. But uh, a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, from from what I have, you know, it's always as you said, it's always good. Like I mean, you think you look at all the most like all the big hit, critically acclaimed comments. Your Watchmen's, yeah. your Dark Knight Returns, your um, your Kingdom Comes. They all would have had the same story. With the two, with yeah. like uh, this and the Moon Knight Runners, like you know, they weren't like they would have all been creators going to DC and Marvel, going, "Hey, yes. we want to do this." Yep, yeah. you know, and pitching the idea, um, and they because a lot of a lot of pitches that fail as well. I know, um, yeah, yeah, that they go and Marvel or DC at the time just go, "Well, no, nah, that's not for us." And these are from big, big writers and, and artists as well. Yeah. So, yeah. It's um, got to be a good salesperson if you want to. Not to say that there's runs 
not to say that there hasn't been runs that have been driven by monthly which haven't been pure oh, gold. Oh, no, true, you know? true, absolutely. Like, sometimes it does happen. Yeah, true, um, true. Sometimes they get it right. They they know it's great timing, and uh, and they... Like Frank Miller's uh, dead of... Yeah, and, I guess. and they pull they pull the um the right people in together, and yeah, it, it comes off. It's, it's yeah. good. Other times, Civil War Two, not so much. <laughs> so... <laughs> Hell, I'll go even further. Civil War One. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I like that actually. Oh, that was quite good. It's a bit of fun, but it's, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a different. It's a different. Uh, I think it set a bad precedent, honestly. Um, oh, how so? Oh, just every like they just have to have a mil- like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Each event has to one up the other previous sure, sure. event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh. you know, heroes have to constantly be fighting each other and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They did it. They did it very well, though. They did. I think they the way the way they did it. I mean, because yeah. Anyway, don't want to get too much into it. But they, um, I'm sure sure heroes were fighting before then, though. That was a. Oh, I mean, yeah, but like not not like the, not to the extent that Civil War introduced. You know, where everything just turned into this really sort of. I don't know. Like then you got stuff like Secret War. Not not the. Cosmic's one, you know, the Nick Fury special ops squad. Right, yeah. Um, then, you know, oh, every event has to kill off a C-list oh, character. Yeah, yeah. That's when it's... When it ends up coming back anyway. Yeah, when it, um, <laughs> it starts getting... Yeah, yeah, it started to get quite... Yeah, exactly. Events Ridiculous. didn't become... weren't special anymore. I think... I don't know. I thought when Civil War came out, it was, um, it was still quite a special... Well, it was special when it came yeah. out. Definitely, yeah. but like after that, stopped being special because they just yeah, kept doing the same. Exactly. Over, over, yeah, yeah. That, and that's a problem. It was so shocking, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm playing. I'm hoping to. Um, I'm planning on um, collecting the entire Civil War. Um, you know, tie-ins and core books and everything. Okay, I'd like to read it. We sorry. I was just going to say we used to have every single Civil War trade, and then we gave it all to my cousin. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, because I've I've just completed my collection of the House of M. I want to reread all of that as well. Right, um, just to read it rather than you know because you can gain so much more with if you just read the core books. You don't get that much. You know, you you get the sense of the story, but a lot of the stuff, peripheral stuff, you find in the other trades are tie-ins. Um, and I just feel want to read the whole thing holistically. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're we're way off track. Yeah, no, but I I know what you mean. Yeah. Continuing to go off track. Yes, eat it, listeners. I'm sorry, <laughs> um, but like you know, it's God. You remember Ray and I and a couple of other people. We all oh, yeah. collaborated on Damnation. Yes, which is like the peak example of you're missing out if you only read the core series, yeah. which in itself is messed up because you should only need the core series. Oh, that was a weird beast, that thing. That that was a, the core series, like, okay, maybe you don't get everything, but it should, you should get what you need. Yes. But you don't, you cannot read damnation without the doctor strange issues and maybe the ghost rider issue. Yeah. There is a trade out there, which is just the damnation issue, which in essence doesn't render it as core issues anymore because by definition, it's unreadable. Yeah. It's not core. (laughs) It's not, it doesn't give you the, the main thrust of it all. Um, yeah, that was a terrible event to be honest. Um, really and yeah. it's yeah it was one of starting at the time and it just went downhill after uh, issue one yeah 
just it was amongst a whole swathe of of the events exactly as you say they just they pumped them out it's like please I'm getting exhausted from these they're meant to be special events but yeah i was excited by damnation that's why we did the whole cross crossover um and it had the all yeah. the characters that we all liked i thought it was perfect yeah but yeah then came the disappointment which was uh, yeah, yeah. yeah should have known with it's just what it was just four issues wasn't it four four core issue books i think it was wasn't it yeah, yeah. anyway Anywho, live and learn. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Mo- moving back to uh, Superman. Oh, yeah. We've got, we've got one, one more page to so, go. <laughs> we're on the last page, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, where Superman goes, he's living in his will. He's like, and to Clark Kent, the mild-mannered reporter who never let me forget how it feels to be a downtrodden, ordinary man, I'll leave the headline of the century. So obviously double meaning there. Mm-hmm. To an outside person, it's like, oh, you know, he was really good friends with Clark Kent, and then, you know, somebody knows, it's like, oh, of course he, you know, him being Clark Kent lets him experience yes. life as a human. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Um, and he gives, and him, uh, he gives him, you know, one of his great gifts as well, the headline, so. Yep, Superman Dead by Clark Kent. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, which Lois Lane reads at her laptop and a laptop yeah in her apartment um yeah it's a quite an ending yeah um so wow i guess um i could i could say what morrison has to say about the issue and then we can do our thoughts yeah sure and wrap up how does that sound yeah, sounds good sweet so i think so in his favorite moment section he said all of issue 10 is like Gold to him. He says uh, he regards this as the most perfectly composed superhero story he's ever written, wow. um, which is uh, big words. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, it's it's pretty good. I'll give him that. Uh, <laughs> so you know, he talks a bit about like how they spend a lot of time designing stuff like the Kryptonian flag and mm-hmm. their outfits and stuff. And he talks about how Superman wearing his Kryptonian outfits like a Scotsman wearing a kilt. Um, I thought was an amusing analogy, but uh, yeah. So, but they said issue ten was left as a blank space. They knew what they wanted to do with the issue, but they didn't have any specific plans like the other issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, he wanted to do like the day and the life story, and he wanted to sort of condense all the themes of this book into that one kind of um, thing. But uh, yeah. You know, and then he goes on, he talks about stuff like, uh, he talks a lot about the Superman creating our universe and stuff, and he just touches on, like, he just talks about what we were talking about, you know, yeah. the cyclical sort of stuff, uh, you know, what he calls a self-referential loop of story and reality. <laughs> so cool. Um, yeah, and... <laughs> And he says, if you actually seriously think about what is happening at this point in the story, if you meditate upon the curious entanglement of the real and fictional, you'll become enlightened in this life, apparently, according to some texts. He's being tongue-in-cheek there, but I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, there, um, there's a really interesting relationship between fiction and reality yeah. in the way that fiction has shaped, shaped civilization, you know? Mm-hmm. Um People have always had uh, fictional role models 
mythological figures, yeah. um, you know, all throughout history. Yeah, it's, it's 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 integral to I think I think our culture to have yeah um, fiction uh, the way that you know we defined fiction here. Uh, and and how that yeah that how exactly how it shapes our our way of thinking, which in turn shapes our um, ways that we socially interact and and, and culturally yeah. um, perceive things. So yeah, it's very much very much a part of of yeah. what it means to be to be human beings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and then that ties all the way back into you know humanism stuff like mm. that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and again, uh, the, I will recommend that book, Superman, Myth and Folklore. Mm-hmm. It goes into that a little bit, not as much as you'd think, but it does go into how Superman's become just a part of folklore. You know, okay. he's yeah, yeah. sort of become among the ranks of, like, not just um, pop culture, but among the ranks of, like, uh, you know, Hercules and yeah. stuff. I, um, I love how he's being elevated now in that sense. Mm. Because they, they, these, you know, you've you've heard it before. I'm sure listeners have too. You know, the superhero culture and all that now are yeah. our gods. You, you know, our, in the sense of yeah. our our, um, our our fairy tales Fables. as well. Our our, you know, yeah. all that sort of thing. Um, that is our equivalent. Um, it may not be our yeah. religion, but it's you know, it, it's it's something that we use to to define our morals or or, or at least. Um, reflect our morals definitely yeah so i love it how superman's now being elevated to those classical figures i think it's really really cool because it's interesting yeah it's interesting and he's been he was one of the first heroes as well and he's certainly one of the most popular and the most um defined so yeah i think it's it's um because the guy who wrote it's a folklorist Mm. um you know like he did he didn't write the book because he liked superman or anything he just yeah I think it's because he realized that he just heard so many Superman jokes. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. And it's like, huh, you know, like that, that's the point where he, I think he kind of said, oh, maybe, you know, he started the study yeah. of it. Um, Cause he doesn't really hear, you know, when you start just like the term brainiac, right. Yeah. That, that, that started with Superman stuff like yeah, that. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. um, Kryptonite's become another Achilles heel. Uh, and it's just, just interesting. Um, you know, it's not like... If you read the book, it's not just Superman worship or anything. Like, it's a very objective yeah. book. Yeah, I can, I can, I can, uh, I can see that. From what you're saying. Like, I definitely... Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I do recommend it, though, because it is really interesting, and it does go into the relationship between fiction and reality. Yeah. And, you know, some people who don't even have that much knowledge of Superman. They don't read heaps of comics or anything, mm-hmm. but they get a tattoo of him and generally, you know, yeah. try and carry themselves in a similar manner mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah. In fact, my copy should be here, apparently. I'll tell you about that off air. That's an interesting okay. stuff happened with that. Because oh, um, okay, cool. <laughs> we've been waiting a while for it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Oh yeah, we got to that tangent because Superman created the created our planet, yes. vice versa, etc. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so you know, I mean, Morrison says more, but as I said, like, uh, if you want the interview, I'll send it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, just hit me up. Um, it's interesting. Lots of cool stuff in there. Lots of big words. 
Um, you know, so yeah. yeah. Uh, as for us, though, mm. what, what what do you think? What are, what are your final thoughts? Final thoughts on this issue ten. Uh, look, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was it was really cool. I was just upon reflection and and what we mentioned before. Um, uh, I think singularly, like with with the issues that we've read so far, I have I have enjoyed others more. Um, just because of yeah. my own personal tastes and stuff. Um, but holistically, if we're starting to look at the All-Star Superman holistically, um, issue 10 certainly is the strongest because, because it has that, as you say, it has that kind of culmination and it rounds out kind of where he's traveled so far from issue one up to issue 10. Um, certainly as well, look, if you came in cold and you read issue 10, uh, there may have been a few more confusing elements to it than, say, uh, some of the other issues, which which do I think succeed a little bit more as a standalone, although they are all intimately connected. Yeah. Um, but I, so I guess holistically, I found this uh, the strongest. Um, it works the strongest of the components so far um, in in All Star. Uh, and, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. As I said, all the issues I've thoroughly enjoyed as well. Um, but yeah, I, I've. You know, it, it all depends on mood as well. I've I've found some of the other yeah. issues a lot more enjoyable, depending on my mood or 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 um or, or the type of story that I want to read, which is you know more yeah. of a straight more straightforward, more conventional um thing. But yeah, yeah, really enjoyed it. How about how about yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah, I um uh, like all the other issues, I've loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I preferred issue ten to nine, but like they all they all fit, they all have their place. Yeah. But I, this issue, I think, in particular, is, as you said, it's a culmination of a lot of stuff, um, which I think gives a lot of strength mm. as well. And you know, there's a lot of payoff in this issue. Um, it's it's like it's a really really great issue just like to show what superman is yeah i think it's a really great issue for that like it's it's quintessential as they say mm. um you know i wouldn't read it by itself you could but like i would i'll read the whole thing you know yeah. I, I think but, um, i think you would get a little lost if you read issue 10 by itself compared to others yeah yeah without some sort of preamble yeah. at least yeah um but yeah, and you know, obviously the um, just done very well. And as I said, like the the stuff with Reagan, the go on the roof mm-hmm. is just like, as I said, as someone who knows about that stuff, it's really phenomenally well done. Yeah. Um, and I think you know, it sort of can see why it's uh, posted a lot stuff like that. Uh, just yeah, the whole issue is good. Like you know, we've already talked about it really. Yeah. Um, and, and- so yeah, and it just final. I mean, just that that metaphysical aspect of it was the the big yeah. the big puller <laughs> as well um, for it, yeah. which really did kind of strike strike a chord. It's such a Definitely. great effect. Well, if you love that sort of stuff, you love Morrison's other stuff because yeah. <laughs> that he goes way crazier with that stuff in his other works. Cool. Um, even even his other Superman stuff, way crazier with that wow. stuff. Like as I said, this is his most accessible Superman. Mm. Okay, a run. Um, Superman Beyond is like, oh my okay, god! That's when he gets uh, into the hard drugs. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Superman needs to have four D vision yeah. to save 
universe from a giant vampire. Yeah, right. Um, oh, that sounds very interesting. Oh, I'm going to... Cosmic. <laughs> yeah. It, it's that thing I told you about, the the greatest Superman of the multiverse teaming mm-hmm. up with, like, Nazi Man and stuff. Yeah, that sounds, um, sounds good. It is good, yeah. But, um, yeah, so Great Issues, I can't wait till... Well, I guess, yeah, the next episode will be our last uh, All-Star episode because that's the the finale, yeah. Issues 11. It's a, it's a little sad. I must say I've been thoroughly... Enjo- I'm Not that I haven't... The, all the other episodes we've done, but uh, in particular, All-Star, I found thoroughly enjoyable to revisit and to and to really discuss it at you know in depth with you, Connor. I think it was, it's been yeah. a, a really a highlight... For me so far, anyway. Um, and, you know, I know that you say there, and there are, I'm sure, plenty of really um, other other great Superman stories out there and and people always look at All-Star um, as, as the yardstick. Yeah. But um, there's a reason for that. There's a particular reason. Oh, absolutely. And, um, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm really enjoying experiencing that um, with, with this reread. Yeah, I mean, there's there's... Not many better, if any, Superman stories out there. You know, mm. like we we've jumped to the real cream of the crop yeah, here. Yeah. Um, but we've done some pretty, but, good, we've done some pretty oh, damn good ones as well. I mean, so um, yeah, it's and as I said, there's a lot of a lot of like this is a very specific yeah type of story. You know, yeah. um, but so no, I, I've really enjoyed it as well. Like, well, there's there's nothing really better than like just good meaty issues that are actually good to talk about. Exactly. You know, I, I, uh, I must say it's probably only edged out slightly by that that issue that we did where Superman beats that artificial intelligence. I think that was the, uh, I think that was the kills cream it. of the crop. That one, <laughs> no, no, that was wasn't that Denny O'Neill that we said as well. That was yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was the late great yeah. Denny O'Neill. That was a good story. Really I, I jest, um, but only because that was what came to mind quickly. No, but also has been I think a, a true highlight for me so far. Oh, absolutely, no. yeah. No, it, it's really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, some people don't like it, and that's fine. Oh, like, absolutely. I, I get Everyone's it. got their, yeah, um, exactly. True. You know. Um, but, uh, yeah. No, this has been really good, and it'll be good next time as well. Next oh, time's absolutely. the conclusion. We'll cap Ooh. off our thoughts of the whole series. Might be the longest episode. Who knows? Oh, uh, <laughs> I think this has been a long episode. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, we, we clock in about... Uh, actually, not, no, not our longest. No. I think we usually come in around just a bit over an hour, say, per per issue of, of All-Star. Yeah. yeah. I think our longest might still be our first episode. Yeah, three three hours, right? Something? Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. If you haven't listened, listeners, go back to, to Up, Up, and Away We Go. Yes. <laughs> issue one. Episode you know, one. Like, like all first episodes, it's a bit rough, but, you yeah. know... Um, it's still good. It's still good. It's still quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, until next time, um, you know, do not fly through a cloud of radiation, lest your eyeballs yeah. go in opposite directions. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Aspire to be like Superman or the <laughs> Ubermensch. Okay. Yes. Um, grow a mustache like Frederick. Uh, I wouldn't try and say a spider to be like Frederick. No, 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 absolutely not. No, no. <laughs> Unless you like horses, so. <laughs> Alright, peace. Catch up. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. 
you can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.